Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is episode number 240. We're here in studio. I'm your host, Travis Ridenauer. Thanks for joining us here. We are going to talk about round two of the... Is it still the Lucas Oil or is it Monster Energy? It's, I think it's Monster Energy. The Monster Energy Pro Motocross Championship here from Hangtown. We're going to talk 250s. We're going to talk 450s. Uh, we have our guy... Our West Coast contributor there, Isaac Gonzalez, coming on. He was at Hangtown with a press pass again, so he sent us lots of content. So thanks to him. Please enjoy that on all the socials here. Um, and uh, if you hear a little noise in the background, it's summer. We have the air conditioner running. I turned the fan off, but we have the air conditioner running so we don't sweat to death here on the show. So um, anyway, thanks for joining us, everyone. As always, uh, if there's anything you guys want to bench race about that we talk about, and I know there's a big segment coming up that everybody will want to comment on because it started yesterday. Uh, please like, comment, and uh, share. Again, make sure to comment down below. I go on and comment back to almost everyone in like the first 24 to 48 hours. I don't get to all of you throughout the entire week because I just have other stuff I have to do. But I try to get to as many of you as possible. So before we uh, before we get started here with our race recap and stuff, just want to thank our sponsors. So first up, show brought to you by Complete Racing Solutions. Uh, CompleteRacingSolutions.com. Coach Rob can scientifically help you both on and off the bike. As Johnny Hopper likes to call him, the mad scientist can get you all straightened out physically, mentally, emotionally, nutritionally, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so again, make sure to check them out, CompleteRacingSolutions.com. Even if you don't do motocross stuff, he does triathletes, mountain bikes, basically every sport. So check that out. Um, also presenting the show here in the beautiful TLR Coding Studios here. It is TLR Coatings. Uh, for all of your custom powder coating needs, they do shipping nationwide. So if you guys are doing some uh, bike restorations or any sort of project bike that you guys are looking to get some Cerakoting, some powder coating done, make sure to check them out, tlrcoatings.com, or check them out on all the major social media networks at TLR Coatings. Also on board with us, we got a Holster Co. Reload rant this week. Um, Gutterworks is going to be bringing you the 450 class, Adept. Uh, creative coat going to be bringing you our 250 race recap isaac nelson designs new segment debuting with them we're going to be doing the isaac nelson designs danger deegan or deegan danger zone section <laughs> deegan danger zone that's our new section brought to you by our uh our i'm blanking here fade fade hard fade hard fade Bogging. Uh, wow. <laughs> let's start this over here. Isaac Nelson Designs bringing you our Deegan Danger Zone segment there. So thanks to Isaac. He's our logo guy. Um, and then uh, Edgewood Farms going to be bringing you um, uh, our Isaac Gonzalez interview here later. And we're going to cold call Kev and talk to him and see if he's got any news to share. Mostly because he, he probably has some news to share. Mostly because he didn't text me back earlier. So yeah. guess what? Now you get a cold call, bud. Yeah. Maybe he'll answer. Maybe he won't. We'll see. So uh, okay. Uh, in studio with me here, original co-host. He's back. Let's see if I can get the right button. Close enough. It is Justin. Hi, bud. What's up, man? Lots, of, lots to talk about. I mean, it was a very eventful day. I was sad you weren't here last week. So I had some takes to talk to you about last week, which we're going to get to this week. Yeah, yeah. Hot. I mean, through the first four motos, uh, there's been a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, I think even, you know, 450 class, there's a lot of different things going on. Even with, you know, somebody going four for four so far, still there's a lot of different stuff to go on. So, yeah, I mean. Um, I got some hot takes. 
The uh, you're not gonna like it, but I got some hot takes. That's fine. I don't like a lot of the shit that you say. <laughs> the Supercross slash Motocross World, uh, man. You know, usually done by this time of the year, everything's kind of calming down a little bit because we know the focus on Supercross and all the wild craziness. But I kind of feel like uh, every time I get on the internet or every time I talk to someone, some of the news coming up. You know, we got it, we had some. There was some breaking news this week. I have that on the list to talk about later. So let's not let's not say anything. Yeah. Um, we're going to have Isaac come on in just a little bit here. He's still driving home. Let's get to, let's fire right off here. 450 race recap brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Make sure to check them out. Link in the description down below. Josh and Kayla, great moto family out there doing moto things. Gutterworks gutters, always well hung, just like Justin Barsha. All right. I still don't ever have anything to say after that because it's still just really weird. (sighs) You totally should. So, all right. Um, okay. So let's just start right here. We'll make it easy. So I don't know if you caught the show last week. I, I watched. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched. I don't remember bits. last year if we ran through all forty. I'm only running through twenty, and then if there's anyone twenty-one to forty that we really yeah, need to talk about, we can. But we're not running through all forty because I don't really have anything to say. I don't have much to say, honestly, beyond the top six most of the time. But yeah. whatever. Well, f- for right now. So anyway, um, all right. So Jet goes one-one again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is in total management mode. And I heard a great take by Johnny today, okay? And whether he's consciously doing this or not, I 100% agree with it. He is going to break these guys before we're halfway through the season, strictly for the fact. So, like, yesterday, okay, it's hot. He's in management mode. He's keeping, like, a five-second gap, right? Mm -hmm. And that was basically what we saw all day. Like, somebody gets closer to him, like that second moto there, you know, Webb and them were creeping up on him. They get within, like, three seconds. Boom, all of a sudden he's five, right? And it's like, I've seen some interviews with Jet. He claims, no, we're pushing. Like, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. Outside of that second moto with Chase last week, I don't think he's been pushing, per se. I think he's just been riding. The thing is, is like, okay, these guys... They're getting better as the summer goes on, obviously. Yeah, because two out of the three, well, yeah. Chase isn't there, but the two out of the three out of the five or the f- second through four yesterday yeah. didn't really come. They're not 100% yet. Yeah. So as they're getting better, and like Webb was pretty happy on the podium yesterday of like, yeah, you know, we're a lot closer, you know, whatever. But here's the thing. It's kind of like a guy that has, say, let's just put this in running terms, a guy that has five-minute mile speed. Mm-hmm. But he's just, oh, I just want to make sure I win, so I'm just going to be, you know, five seconds ahead of them. And this guy's like, okay, I'm a a seven minute mile pace. Okay, now I'm a six thirty pace or whatever. But the guy at five who can do five minute miles is like, well, look, I just want to maintain ahead of them. So as these guys get faster, they're going to keep, you know, pushing forward there. But then Jet just going to keep going faster and faster and fa- and it's like, oh shit, like I'm feeling faster, but I'm not catching him at all you know and they can tell they're getting faster but it's like they're still losing by the same amount of time you know so whether he's consciously or unconsciously doing it he's going to mentally i think like and that's a loose term but he's gonna break these guys at some point because they're gonna be like man like i'm i'm now in shape for this like you get five six rounds in okay web is gonna be in moto shape dylan's gonna be in moto shape i don't think you can break those two guys mentally I, i don't AP maybe and it AC may not maybe. and it may not be a hundred percent mental break. Cooper Webb ever but been it, mentally broken by anybody? Well, I mean, we all thought that with Ryan Dungey too, and then Tomac beat him by a minute and a half, and he was like, uh, duh, "I just don't have anything." And and those guys aren't going to admit it either that they're broke. But it's like, at what point do you go, dude? I'm pushing the pace, and he's still beating me by five or six seconds just because he's just cruising. 
you know, and can and can maintain and pick up the pace when necessary. So, dude, I don't know. It, how, there's been a lot of talk this week. I mean, how do you, how do you really bet against at this point him not going twenty two and zero? <laughs> I mean, well, things, things can happen. Don't get me wrong. Barring a mechanical, it all depends. I guess, like is I what said, I, or, I, or he gets caught up in a first turn carnage like what we saw yesterday. I mean, how how does he not go twenty two and zero like this? Because it, I I stand by this, and we talk. You 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 posed the question. I don't know when it was earlier this week in the group chat. Uh, it, first off, it all depends on when Chase, if he comes back, or when he's going to come back. If that happens, we can talk knows. about that at the end of the four fifty. But here. I still stand by is is that. Uh, it all depends on when Dylan gets back to be Dylan because we've seen so far, and now it's come out he's not happy with the bike, and dude, that bike was a fucking bucking Bronco. Now he did say they found something for Second Moto yesterday. It didn't look like it, man. It he, did not look like it. That bike was shit. Post post race interviews, he was much happier. He said they made big changes. Well, how much is much happier though? Because it's 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 real easy to be much happier he, after you say you take time off because your bike beats you up so bad after the first round. He phrased it as well. We found something, so hopefully this week here I'll be able to actually train instead of just test. Well, yeah, and that's what I'm so, saying. So maybe, but I still look at that bike, dude, and that bike was a fucking bucking Yeah, bronco. it doesn't look great. It's not, um, it's not great. So outside of Dylan getting back to form, and who knows, because we know, let's be real, we know right now he's not on form. No. He's not He's not 100%. I'd be going so far as to say this is like 75% Dylan. Yep. Like, he's not He's not 90%, whatever. Um We've talked about this before with Jet, and he did the same thing in the 250 class. He manages. Like, he gets a start, sprints away a little bit, settles into a gap. Somebody closes up. He gets word, or he can be aware of it looking around, like, all right, I'll pull the trigger, whatever. And we've seen it two times now in practice. It was a little bit more at Paula. It was only 1.5 at Hangtown. He just pulls off a heater, you know, in the last three minutes of the second practice. Um, And we've seen it in Supercross enough when he felt like, okay, like, I need to still show those guys that I'm the big dog. But I stand, and I've said this, and Stu even made the comment, whether he's riding at 85 90% or, you know, subconsciously, consciously, whatever, doing it, Jet is still, though, Stu said it, he doesn't believe that Jets go, can go much faster, though, and I think by what he said, what he meant by that is what we, what I've said to you, much faster consistently. We all know that if Jet wanted to, he could probably go two and a half seconds faster than all these guys in the yeah. middle of the moto. Any one of these guys, if they want to go balls to the wall and take that mental chance of hitting the deck, I bet Coop could do it. I bet mm-hmm. AP could do it. AC, if they wanted, could do it. Do you know, I remember back in the day when when it was still Ricky and Stu, when Michael Essie was on the uh, Jägermeister KTM, the factory KTM team at the time. Dude, there would be times where he'd rip a holy, and you'd watch him and you'd be like, when nobody was pacing Stu and Ricky, for 10 minutes he could run their pace. What happened 11 minutes in? Mentally, he was broken. Mentally, yeah. he could not process information. Or your body just gives away. Mm-hmm. You know, your your body sometimes is only going to be so good enough. You're going to be so much shape where you can do that. Maybe not cardiovascularly, but you're, you're like, pumping up. Your fucking thighs are on fire. Your calves are bulging. Like, I think Jet right now, whether he's managing or not, and even JT said this, like, oh, if he wants to go be Aaron Rodgers, he can go win, or he wants to be Trout Dilfer and manage. But I don't think Jet can go much, much faster consistently. One lap, two laps, for sure. But Jet can't run the pace that he does when he clicks off two seconds a lap for a 35-minute moto. So, and once again, now that Stu has said it, it makes me feel more comfortable when I said it. I've said it before. Yeah. I don't think Jet could run that pace for 35 minutes. 
There's a reason why Stu could never do it. Ricky was never able to do it. Like eventually, your body or your mind gives out. Like yeah. you're not. There's nobody in the world, even hurlings, as much as I praise hurlings, can run that pace for 35 minutes. So if Jet could he want there and go out and sprint for three, four laps and pull a huge gap, for sure. But that's on the ragged edge. Yeah. So like 90% for him, a lot of these guys don't ever ride at 100% for an entire moto. They ride between 85 and 95%. Yeah. So yeah. And like and I and I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, but here's the thing too. You got to figure okay, if his 100% is two and a half seconds faster per lap. Yeah. That means his 90% is what these guys are doing qualifying laps, which is their 100% per lap. So then when they back it down, it's like, okay, well they're still half a second a lap off of him easy. And then like, like well, I, Dylan, the, the first moto, Dylan being able to keep Jet as close as he did for that long, gives me hope that when Dylan gets back to be a hundred, he can challenge Jet. I don't think so, and here's why: the only reason those guys were that close yesterday is because Jet is, for for as much as we mock him of him being like this dumb kid, mm-hmm. uh, the only reason they were that close is because Jet is like, yeah, I don't need to win. I don't need to win by 40 seconds, which is weird because you usually don't see a rookie come in who is that fast well, and isn't like Dungey do it. And isn't like I'm going to go down. Dungey never had that speed. Dungey won both Supercross and Outdoor title his rookie year on a 450. Yes, I, I understand that. And he was but very Dungey, aware of But like, Dungey didn't have that outright speed like Jet does. There, you, you're never going to convince me that Dungey was that fast. Like, no way. I don't know, man. Dungey, Dungey was fast enough to get it done, but Dungey wasn't four seconds a lap faster than people. Like, it, it just wasn't the case. And it's, like I said, it's super weird to me to see a rookie who has that speed to go two and a half seconds. And even if he tones it back, let's say he tones it back so he's only doing a second and a half per lap faster or whatever, he, um, he isn't doing that in the motos. Like you cannot look at that moto yesterday, watch him ride, and go, "Yeah, he's fucking pushing the pace." Like, no, no, no I, I don't. Way. I'm not saying he's and going that, to, and that's why those guys are as close as they were yesterday. But once again, he only can do the, those heaters for so many laps. So he's still, whether he's riding 85, 90 percent, that's the thing though. He's still pushing it. Yeah, it's not like he's riding at 50 percent. But go, and but, he's literally not trying, and he's like, "Oh, I'm just fucking riding around." Like it's because Jet is so smooth, it, and everybody has always said this. It's the same thing Porcel used to do. You watch somebody when they're that smooth and they're that calm and light on the bike, it doesn't look like they're going fast. But Jet, dude, Jet got loose quite a few times. There yesterday. was a few. And you yeah. can say the track. That track was not rough. Paulo was no, rougher than that. It wasn't too bad. So the fact is, when you make mistakes, that means you're pushing. Now, whether it's his 100%, no, nobody's going to argue that. But he's still out there pushing. So you can say, oh, if he wicks it up to 100%, this and that. Here's the thing. What happens if one of these times he decides to wick it up for 100 Because he feels... Pr- and Chase, they went back and forth. And we didn't get to talk about this because I wasn't on the, the Paula show. Mm-hmm. Jet... You could tell when Chase was marking him that whole moto. Yeah. You could tell mentally, like you could see from his body language and looking around, it shocked him that he didn't drop Chase. Yeah. I will argue to the death. When he's looking around and he's looking over. I'm not going to argue you can that. Almost, he, so he even said on the podium, he's like, Chase is going to have more for me this summer. You can break Jet. You can. If Chase. Well, if, well Chase can break Jet. I don't know that the rest of these guys can. I stand by my comments, and I keep saying that, is if Dylan is 100%, Dylan can go that fast. He's done it before. I've watched Dylan enough times over the years to see when he wants to go out there and he wants to real. Now, whether he hits the ground or not, who knows? But once again, I go back to the MX of Nations ride, and you can say what you want. That qualifying day when he paced Chase that whole time, when it was just about 
who was faster. He made Chase. He, he, he pushed Chase into a mistake. Yeah. Sunday was different. Chase, it was all about Chase. But you can't say what he did to Chase on that Saturday. Chase didn't want to go out and win that moto. And Dylan marked him the whole time, pressured Chase into a mistake. Chase hit the ground. Dylan won the race. Whatever. I don't know how you can say that if Dylan is not 100% that he can't go just as fast as Jed if we just watch Chase do it. I just don't I don't know how you can say he can't. Like I mean, you go okay, your eyes so, can so, watch and you can So look go at, back, so go back a week. Okay? Let's go back a week cuz obviously you weren't here last yeah, week to talk. Okay. And let's just to put numbers on it. Let's just say Dylan was 75%, mm-hmm. okay, between body and bike not working everything. So, he gets healthy, fully healthy. He gets the bike fully figured out. Mm-hmm. You're telling me 25% worth 45 seconds a race? What was he the first moto? What was he at the be? What was he at the beginning of the moto? What do you mean? Because what, last, where last was week? Where, no, no. Where oh. was he at the beginning of the moto when he's still fresh and he's not getting worn down because he's only had five weeks on the bike and the bike was shit a bucking Bronco? He was keeping them within what six, seven seconds. That's what tells yeah, me. Maybe 10 at the end or of the moto, that yeah. doesn't tell me shit. Because you're seventy five percent. If you're seventy five percent at the beginning of the moto, you're going to be what forty five percent, fifty percent at the end of the moto. Everybody likes to talk about where are you at at the end of the moto, where are you at, at the end of the moto. I don't give a shit where Dylan is at at the end of a moto right now. If Dylan was a hundred percent or ninety percent, ninety five percent, but when you're telling me he's seventy five percent, he's had five weeks on the bike. How, who knows how many moto thirty five minute motos he had put in before then, and clearly was not happy with the bike. Yeah, he was forty five seconds back or whatever the exact number was at the end of that second moto. Okay, fine, but if he if he didn't get just dropped at the beginning of the moto when he's at his best, yeah. That's where it tells me, okay, you can work with something. But if he was getting – dude, if you would have told me at the at the beginning of that moto that he's dropped by 10 seconds within three laps, I'd be like, okay, maybe you have something to talk about. But no, man, I don't really care what because he's at 50% by the end of the moto because Dylan has never had an issue with cardio. So you mean to tell me when Dylan gets to 100% and he can run that pace that he's just going to get worn down? No, he's not going to get worn down. What did you do in 2021? Why? You're wearing the Dylan danger zone. Because Dylan doesn't get tired. We know Dylan does not get tired when he's 100%. Yeah. So, no. It, uh, you can say all you want. You can you can say that you don't believe in Dylan. That's fine. There's nothing that my eyes have not told me that when Dylan is 100% that he still can't be one of the fastest dudes in the world. He won a championship in 2021. It doesn't matter that Eli was on. He was Kawasaki Eli. Chase was there. AC was still. AC was fresh at the time. Kenny was good. He won a title. He beat everybody. He won, I don't know how many motos he won, overalls, whatever. He did what he did. Dylan is still one of the best guys in the world. And Jet, it's been proven, when you give Jet pressure, he's he's prone to make mistakes. He didn't make a lot of mistakes that one at Paula. But also, and I, had, I talked with Wyman about this, I don't think Chase was willing to lay it on the deck, that second moto at Paula, to just pass to pass yeah. Jet. Because how many times did Chase lose a bunch of time because he made a mistake? Yeah. And he reeled him right back in. So that tells me that that second moto, whatever they found, Chase could cork out just the fast laps that Jet could mm-hmm. because he could reel him back in. So will Jet go 22-0? and 0? No, I don't believe that because it's really fucking hard. It's the same thing we always have with, oh, can you go this and this in Supercross? These guys are going to get better. Other guys are going to come back. And eventually Jet's just going to get a bad start. Eventually, he's going to. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, you you don't think that if we go to round six and 
all those guys, well, maybe not AP, because I don't know. AP is probably close to 100%, maybe. But, like, Dylan, he has the worst Coop, luck, but whatever. We'll get to yeah. him. Um, they get a start, and he's coming from 15th. Who knows? What happens if he has a sense of urgency where he has to, oh, I got to go two seconds lap faster because those guys are way out front, even with the depleted field, and he just crashes? Like, Jets. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, look, in all honesty, I hope at some point Dylan is able to get up there and at least challenge for a while because it'll make that 450 class more interesting. Because to be really honest with you, especially as the summer goes on, if you see Cooper and AP and Dylan if everything stays the status quo it is right now, start to spread out so they're not battling, this 450 class sucks. I don't believe Coop, even at 100%, is going to ever have something for the top guys outdoors. because I, I don't just, think so I don't, I don't think he... He won the 250 championships. We all know what he did on the 250s, whatever. But he's just... He doesn't put enough focus into outdoors, even if he's 100%. Now, he rode really well, mm-hmm. these, these blast four motos. Surprised the shit out of me. I don't care about the depleted Well, he's field. up to eight or nine motos now, he said. So yeah. he's, he's doing well. Um, I just I don't believe he's ever. It's going to be Dylan if Chase comes back. Whatever we start getting some of these other guys, I think that when Barsha comes back, he can put his hand in there. Um, but no, is Jet Jet winning this title? Yeah, this is definitely Jet's title to lose now. I don't believe twenty two and zero because of the fact that Jet's just not going out there and stomping people. If he was going out there and he was stomping by thirty seconds, like a la Stu and Ricky did, I'd be like, yeah, there's no fucking chance. But we once again have never had to see Jet really lay it out on the line for an entire 35-minute moto. And that second moto at Paula, yeah, him and Chase, they did what they did. But let's be honest, I don't think either of them really wanted to like go into the red with how chewed up that track was because they knew at any moment the track was going to come up and bite them, and that could have been the end of their season. That mm-hmm. track was dog shit yeah, it at the end of that second 450 moto. So I think even though they pulled a gap, I don't think those two are riding at 100%. I, you yeah. can't. You couldn't have rode that track at 100%. There was no way. They were probably riding at like 85%. You could just tell. It's just their 85% with how well their bikes were working was just that much better than everybody else's 95%. Yeah. So, no, this is definitely Jet's title to lose, but I don't see 22-0 and because at some point the cards aren't going to fall his way and he's going to have some bad luck, and he's just he's not going to be able to go to the front because guys have too much big of a gap. You know, or a bike failure, whatever. Let so, me ask. Let me ask you this: If he does go twenty-two and zero, let's just say it happens, is it on the same level as Ricky and no, no, Stu, no, no, or no. you're going to put a big asterisk? No, because next there's to not that? enough people there. I guess there's not enough people, and you're not winning by a minute. <sighs> it doesn't matter that he's not trying to be on the level of what Stu and Ricky did. You you have to be dominant, and winning by seven seconds, whether you're trying or not, a hundred percent is not dominant. I like the com- you've wa- I like you've the watched Stu the- made of like yeah you go ahead and go twenty two and zero because you're not twenty four and zero but bro. you've you've watched <laughs> videos of those twenty four yeah. okay oh, yeah so I've you watched, watched what they did to people oh yeah it's not when you went if Jed goes out and he just all of a sudden wants to try to win by thirty seconds and he does that or he just comes from like dead last to first and it's not his fault that not everybody's there but it's almost it's almost you have to be dominant. And just because you win every moto doesn't yeah. mean you're dominant. I guess. I don't know. I just I don't mean, see it. It's, it's not still, the same. It's still dominating if you win every fucking moto. I mean, like, that's a... F- yeah, that but you're not... Dominant. You, you're... If, if I can see you on the start of a section, at the end of a section, yeah. you're not dominating me. At I really, some point, I really I could, feel like that's splitting hairs a little bit, but... Uh, yeah. how, how so? Because, if because, you, because it's like, okay, I'm going to win every single fucking race. Not, yeah. And not just overalls. I'm going to win every mm-hmm. single fucking moto. But hey... You didn't win by thirty seconds, so like you're just not dominant. So like it just doesn't it doesn't fucking count. Yeah, because if you can, if, if we can see in a section know, and you crash and I can pass you before you get up, 
That's not dominating I me. Guess. Because I, that means that if I whipped it up and went my full like potential, yeah. I could run the same speed as you at any given moment. Nobody was able to run what Stu and Ricky did at any moment, whether they tried or not. Like I said, I, I, I feel like we're splitting hairs. And to be honest, I feel, I feel like part of that, and at least we have something to talk about with this here, I feel like part of that, too, is the mindset with Ricky and Stu way different than the mindset with Jet. Jet's just like, yo, I want to win. But like he's not like, oh, I need to dominate. We're like Stu and Ricky were like, I need to fucking dominate but, you. And that's the difference though between them and Jet. I, I guess. That's the difference between that era and this era. Winning, great, all that. But when there's just you you played hockey, so you can understand this. You've mm-hmm. put, done other things other than ride motocross. Yeah. There is something to when you crush your opponent. There like is. You you mentally rip this you rip their soul out of their chest because you know no matter what they do at any given moment that's the thing if I can but see that's you, a mindset thing like you and I have that mindset too but I don't think that that's what I'm talking and that's about. not wrong I, with I Jet. don't think I don't think Jet has that mindset so that's where it's like it, I mean honestly I think yesterday if he really wanted to he could have won by 45 seconds like those Probably. guys did not get that much better in a week to be to drop 40 seconds but here's the thing he didn't have anybody pushing the boat. Like he did with Chase the week before, which is what we saw. I mean, even the week before, like he put 10 seconds on Chase that first moto. But again, that was a management thing because he got 10 seconds halfway Chase in. Chase also and just, was just a managed lot better it. the second moto. Yeah. And then the second moto, Chase is a lot better and pushes him, you know, kind of like Eli and Chase last year of like they just pushed each other and went, you know, 30 yarded everybody. Because I, dude, I, I mean, I, I think if Chase comes back, if that you're going to see more of that. I think they're going to continue to beat these guys by 30 plus seconds. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. you're going to get the same thing as last year. Now it does Dylan, does Dylan shorten that gap? I don't know. I don't ex- I tell, I say my, my, my comment. But, I don't expect Dylan to be Dylan until after the break, but I don't see, but, but here's the other thing. I, if chase doesn't come back, I don't see jet. I don't think jet has that mindset of crushing people like that so i don't think we see him win by 30 seconds i think we see a lot of what we saw yesterday of him managing a five to ten second gap over those guys Which is fine because you're just titles, running that yeah. all summer you win titles you're cashing so, the checks you're yeah. making money there's nothing wrong with it i just think for me that's why for my era that i grew up with through the 90s through the 2000s it's hard for me to put these guys that are that are dominant on that level, it's one reason why I always respect Hurlings so much is because when Hurlings was at his best, he wanted to crush people. RV was a little yeah. bit of that way. It's just Hurlings has that mindset too, though. Yeah, it's it's just something to me where you crush your opponent and you don't give them any hope. Mm-hmm. When you when you can see within touching distance, you give them a little bit of a smidge of hope. Yeah. When I go and put thirty on you within the first ten minutes, those guys know that no matter what they fucking do, even if they're one hundred percent, yeah, they can't run because that was the same but with I, Stu and Ricky. Those, yeah, and I and I fully understand what you're saying, and I'm. It's not like I respect Jet any less because of yeah, it. it's just the, the mind the mindset of it though is like where I think there's a difference. Yeah, oh yeah, so, for sure. Because like I said, I really think like if Jet had that mi- same mindset, yeah, yesterday you'd have seen him one by forty five seconds, both yeah. motos again, no problem. And then this but would he be a totally that. he I, doesn't care. He's this, like, yeah, I'm just, as long as I win, I like I don't give a shit. And this would be a totally different conversation, and I'd be out here be like, okay. Yep, Jet is that dude. Yeah. He is that dude. And like I said, it's not like I respect him any less. It's just, it's why I've always put Ricky and Stu on a higher pedestal than everybody mm-hmm. else. Because when they went out there, and Stu always jokes about this, maybe not so much because he's in a more of a different, more professional role now, so he can't say certain things. But they're like, yeah, like I knew going to the line that these motherfuckers had nothing for me, even yeah. if they wanted to. 
Yeah. You know, so but Stu's also admitted too of like racing down to the level after oh, yeah. when Ricky wasn't there after Ricky was gone. And that's gone. why he didn't win as many yeah. titles because I think he backed it way off. Which is why like I said, I fully think it's a mindset thing, but I think it'll be super interesting cuz like there's going to there's going to be some real hard conversations here if you get to the end of Jet's 450 career and he's won, you know, however many titles to be in the realm with Ricky and let's say this season here and I'll just go with this season. I won't even talk future wise as far if he goes 22 and out. So if he has a perfect se- mm-hmm. perfect outdoor season and he's got however many different titles where he's in that same realm with Ricky and, you know, including wins and stuff. I mean, then you're going to have to have, then you're going to have to have some hard conversations about like really splitting hairs. Like, are we just count, are we counting the wins and titles or is it, if it's not a certain way, we don't attribute it the same, like, like you know, there'll be some hard conversations at the end of his career if it continues to go in the trajectory it's going. You know why I can't ever do it? And it's the same thing I've said about uh, RV. You look at the the competition that Ricky had to... And, and we've talked about this enough, and Cole, well, yeah, there was like, you know, there's a di- like K-Dub and Ferry and all them, but the difference of guys racing now. But here's the thing, though, and it really sucks. <laughs> it really sucks that Jet isn't a little bit older, mm-hmm. and he got into it a little bit earlier where he had to race Ricky. Or not Ricky, but Eli. Yeah. Because outside of Chase and Dylan, it's rough because we know he's never going to be that guy in Supercross. And who knows if he even ever comes back to being the guy outdoors. He's had some bad injuries the last couple of years. And maybe Dylan just never gets back to where he was two years ago, which would be really unfortunate considering like where getting that title in his rookie year or whatever. Ricky had to race Stu and Chad. Mm-hmm. Chase has, or Jet has to race Chase. Yep. Well... You ha- you have there's to look an- at it. There's another guy coming. Who? Hunter? No. Who are you talking about? Oh, don't even. Don't even. Don't even. No. The, no. The, don't the even. Trajectories. Don't even. No. Don't even. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. We're gonna. We're, we're a long into, ways off, but we'll the trajectories there we'll, to we'll make it. it very. It could be very. In- I mean, it could be a Ricky Stu thing. You have to win a title in your rookie year to be that dude. RV did it. It's, Canard did it. We'll we'll get to this when we talk about two fifties. It's early. But how it's, dare you? Uh, now we'll get to it. how dare you, you de- <laughs> you throater. Uh but no. Um the last thing I'll say about it's dude, it's such a freaking bummer that Eli is not there right now. Super bummer. Because I'll tell you bummer. what, you know that if Eli was there, mm-hmm. he would make Jet go to one hundred. Yeah. And we oh, would yeah. really see what not to say that Chase obviously won't do that if he comes back or can't. But Eli, you know that with Eli, you're not going to shortchange effort. Yeah. You know that he would make Jet to go 100. And, th- and once again, this comment is not a shot at Jet. You would really see what Jet's made of. Yeah. Because Eli would make him go to his max. Mm-hmm. And you would really see, can Jet do that for an entire moto? Or is this just, that's Jet, this is what he has at a lap-to-lap basis? And maybe he's just not the guy yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It really sucks that we didn't get to see Eli this outdoors because Eli upped Chase I fully, this sounds really shitty, I give so much credit to Eli because he is the reason why Chase is where Chase is now. Yeah. I don't think had Chase gone to war with Eli like he did all summer, we would be seeing this level of Chase right no, now. I don't think so either. Now, obviously, Keir and the people around him, Chase is the work that Chase puts in. But, man, when Chase ends his career, no matter how many, if he wins a bunch more titles or never wins another title, whatever you want to say, Chase is going to have to look back at his career and go, yep, Eli is the reason why I uh, yeah. am where I am. Now, as long as I guess as long as we're on the topic of Chase here, because we talked about him a lot here. So our worst nightmare happens. 
I mean, he. Why the fuck he, would you go back to Paula? I don't care if it's a they secret had a, test. They had a big team test. Yeah, like, that's at, like, stupid. And they weren't the only team there. Man, I think the teams all rented that track, which God, yeah, I agree dumb. is dumb. But Why? but then but then he crashes, concussion, and then on top of that, we find out he has mono. So like, here's the big question, and they talked about this on the shit show with Hopper and Coach and everybody. Does does he come back before the super motocross thing? Because he's I locked he, into that. I think he comes back for outdoors at some point, man. It just depends on how bad that concussion was. I find it funny because you look at his social and it's, oh, I'm sitting out this weekend. Then you look at Honda and it's like, oh, he's out indefinitely. That makes me believe that he wants to come back. Because if he now, yeah. if, he, now if he would have said something that's contrary to the, the team, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay. he's. But the fact that he says, oh, I'm just sitting out this weekend, yeah. I think he wants to come back, dude. But I think he is, wants to is come like, back. It's like, you can't. You can't just get like mono is kind of like what's oh, it called Epstein Bar. Like you don't just get rid of it. Oh, you no. just gotta kind of sit and just wait for it to subside. So it makes me wonder if we don't see him by the break after the break, which is Redbud. Then we're not. I don't think we'll see him until until the first round in, at Z Max. I'll be real honest, man. I'm doubtful we're gonna see him. I just don't know. I think he. I I think it's a situation of he kind of wants to, but at the same time he's. He's out of there. Like well, he's, out of, he's out of Honda. So like, let's face it. And he's I believe that's on them. I don't testing. believe that's on Chase. I think Chase really wants to prove a point, and I think yeah. he wanted to prove a point outdoors. And we have obviously a long time for him to prove the point of oh, like mm-hmm. Jet, I'm I'm better than Jet. Um, if he sits out the whole summer, that makes me believe that it's a team thing and not him. That he just oh, dude, we'll pay you. Yeah, you don't need to come back. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. See if we can find him at Red Button. Ask him off the record. Like, stuff. Well, and that's another thing too, being that it's Redbud of all places. I if he's not there, I don't think we see him. Well, I will say, and I was count, I was texting coaching them the other day after the shit show of, um, he was talking to the KTM guys so much at Paula that Isaac noticed. Which I, is, dude, which I think, is interesting, dude. I think he's going to be really good on that KTM man. I think he's going to be very good at KTM. Yeah, I think that because he's going to have no mental pressure. Of oh I'm not the guy I'm not ge- he's gonna get all the attention I- I've said this before it doesn't matter we both don't think Coop's gonna be on that team next year but even if Coop was for whatever reason mm-hmm. Chase is the guy Coop hasn't won a title in two freaking years yeah. Chase just won a Supercross title whether whatever or not it doesn't matter he's got the number one plate to hit you know it's it's his mm-hmm. um, the bikes obviously that KTM is not the same bike it was last year. They figured out whatever they need to do with the chassis. They've got it. They've got it more in order. Chase yeah. is gonna. I think Chase is gonna be really fucking good on that KTM, dude. I they think might it might be. I think it, just just like I think that if Jet went to KTM, their styles, it it's hard for me to believe that you put them on any bike and yeah. they wouldn't be good. So I think he's gonna be really good. And now you don't got to deal with the mental pressure of oh I'm not the guy on my own fucking team. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy. I'm gonna get all the all of the attention. What you know? I want the attention now. I'm gonna get it. Um. So, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think we're going to see a lot of chase and jet battles for the rest of however long they want to race. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, once again, it's a bummer that Eli's not there. It's a real fucking bummer. It is. This would be a totally different conversation right now if Eli was there. Yep. All right, so let's move on here. So Dylan goes 2-3 for second. Like I said, that bike was still shit, dude. Yeah. I, I, maybe they did find something, but whatever they found, it's not much better. The way he talked and everything I heard, he was much happier second half or second moto yesterday. And, uh, well, good, because I thought he was going to die every time he was coming down the hills. Yeah. So uh, Webb goes 4-2. He was pretty pumped to be third place. I mean, I think it's a how much better is he going to get? I don't know. Because like, 
Did you hear about how this whole outdoor deal came to be for him anyway? No. So he was really trying to go race World Supercross, mm. and KTM would not let him because in case yeah. in case everyone forgot, he had a Supercross-only deal with KTM. Yeah. Then, obviously, we have the Super Motocross thing comes around. He wins some races, so he's in. So he's got to race KTM here in September. So they put that contract in front of him, and I really think, too, I don't think he wanted to start the season, but... I, from what I understand, it was pretty much a thing of like, you can sign it and you can race the whole series or we don't want you. So that's why he's racing right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that necessarily health wise, he was ready to go, but, uh, yeah. So, so that's super. And I, and also from what I understand is that they were very uncooperative with anything of trying to allow him to do world supercross stuff, obviously. Great way to end this time at KTM before he goes back to star. Yeah. So, I'm not sure how pumped he is to be there. I'm I mean, not sure ri- how he, much better he look, gets. He's riding, he's riding well. I mean, yeah. you know, he's going to get better because once we know he's not 100%. I don't no. know what his percentage is, but he's not 100%. He's going to get better. Um, I mean, the only thing is right now is that, like, if something happens to Jet for some reason, he's right there in the title fight. Well, yeah. I mean, just by pure consistency. Yeah, yeah. But, you know? that, but that's I mean, what I'm saying is, like... When they showed those numbers uh, at the at the end of that second moto, like, 42 starts and then 19 overall top fives, but then you look at that one, like, that literal one glaring weakness on that resume that there's one overall, yeah. which it was Millville in the mud. Yeah. Like, I'm everybody knows he only has the one win, but I didn't realize like how those statistics, the disparity between that. And yeah, there's not a lot going on. It's like, there. man, dude, you haven't done much in your 450 out tour your career. Granted, the first two years was on a very shitty Yamaha. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know how much better he's going to get. And once again, you got to think about like you know when Barsha comes back. If are we going to see Craig at all this summer? Yep. You know, is Malcolm going to come back? We know Anderson's not coming back. Let's be real. <laughs> um, no, no, Anderson's coming back, bro. Just listen. Yeah, whatever. The 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 real media out there for moto is yeah. Anderson's coming back. It's fine. yeah. Well, even if he does come back, he's going to be like yeah, whatever. Um, so actually, I heard he signed a new deal with Kawasaki. Hmm. So well, that's interesting. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah. So you got to figure when those guys come back, is he, he's going to slide outside the top five? I'm telling you right now, he's not going to be Barsha when he comes back. He's just not plain and yeah. simple. Like Barsha, Barsha to me. If he would have started the series right now, would be well. Chase is gone. He would be the third place guy right now. Yeah. If Barsha never would have got hurt at the end of Supercross, and Barsha would have continued the last couple rounds and then gone into outdoors, mm-hmm. Barsha right now, well, he he'd be your second place guy right now because yeah. Chase is obviously he'd be your second place guy, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I don't really know what Webb how much better he can do. I mean, he's got second in a moto, so I don't know either because I don't see him making that gap up. No, and even if he is, even if he is a hundred percent, you know, I mean, I don't see any of these tracks coming up where it's like, oh yeah, Webb's been really, really good on there on a four fifty. No, I mean, I don't know how Webb's been on any of these tracks on a four fifty. To be honest with you, so his little sabbatical last year, it's like I don't, I don't even remember prior to that. So, um, all right, so AP uh, three six for fourth, and this guy just shooting himself in the foot, dude. He just has the worst look. Like, I mean, how like. How about the crash and then the, the clutch lever's broken, can't get the bike in neutral, can't get it started. It's just he, – he probably, honestly, is the second best guy. Right now, yes. If you're talking about – Right just, now, yeah, yes. Yeah, he's yes, definitely yes. the Yeah, for sure. But he just like – I don't know. He gets caught behind these guys, cannot make a move around him. Maybe it's the tracks. Everybody talked yesterday. was kind of one line, but – I think that's more on him, man. I think that's more on him. Like, 
you got when you've been doing this long and you're at that level and you've won championships like he has been. You you gotta you gotta find your way around people. Yeah, like you're you're when you're young and in the 250 class and you're going at 100 miles a minute. You know that's one thing. You get amped up. You get ahead of yourself. But like, yeah, tracks are shit. They're one line. But this is outdoors, man. Like you can use a lot of that shit for supercross. But the difference is outdoors. You can just bonsai into someone. You can just bonsai down a hill, even if yep. it's sketchy. And you take it. That's the difference. In supercross, you can't do that. If you really want to pass someone, whether you, now it, once again it depends on how far you're going to go over your limit. You just bonsai down a hill, like plain mm-hmm. and simple. Like you, even if the lines are shit. I'm just going to hold it on longer going in this corner. Supercross, we know you can't do that shit because yeah. the margin for error is so much smaller. But outdoors, man, it's simple. You can just bonsai into a corner, crash maybe, whatever. But these guys know how to pass people. It just depends on, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, when he got into second, you know, gap was at like 4.8. He dropped it down to like 3.1 or whatever. He closed a little bit jet, jet wicked it back up. So, like, I don't think AP speed is the issue. It's just... Dude, he's got to stop shooting himself in the foot, which these, like, crashes he's been having a real... Unter- just bad luck, man. It's, it's just like weird. in Supercross. It's terrible luck. I don't it's, know why. It's, his crashes that he has are just so awkward. Yeah. Um, AC goes 5-4 for fifth. He's not super stoked right now. Oh, but boy. He, he was... But, God, he was far up. It's an airplane. Is it really? Yeah. That's a lot. I thought it was a lawnmower for a second. Um... Yeah, I heard an interview. He's not super stoked. At the same time, he can't really push anymore because of the because uh, his hand situation. So I don't know, man. That's this is where he's gonna be. Yeah, until more people come back, and then more people come back, and you're just gonna push him back further. Yep. Uh, Ty Masterpool jumps up to the 450 class, goes seven seven for six on his own deal. Cowie, right. yeah, that's interesting. It, he is an enigma. All he's the very time. weird. Like no one knows anything. Really makes me wonder if he's riding a 450. What Su- Redbud's gonna Su- look like? Super, super clips. What fucking the, sponsors what, him. What the like, hell is he gonna do with Redbud? Sports clips, whatever. I don't know. Like Jesus, just whole dude. shot jet, and just, just lead, for, thir- shot lead for twenty minutes. I like, don't know. God, dude. Like that's just, you're just like time at, and then all the time master pool people come out of the woodwork and they're like, give this kid a factory ride, put him on Chase's bike. When he, he, when I saw he was on the 450 list, I'm like, what? I'm like, Actually, I don't think it's his own deal. He's on a team. Well, he when and, he started the, the 250 no, no. was his own deal. Then if he's on a team now, no, no, he's no, no. Um, I I heard this. He's on a team, and they decided. Well, well, it's his team. The then. 250 is so much to build them and maintain them. We might as well just go race 450s because the field's depleted and whatever. So that's why they're on 450. That's why he's on a 450. Well, now. if it's the same thing he was at 250s, then then it that's is. a deal he put together. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah, that's his. But thing, it's a, so it, not it's his a, team. It's a team. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Derek Drake goes uh, eight eight for seven. Probably yes, should have been riding a four fifty all along, man. Because I mean, he's just it, a lot less I, sketchy on that. I picked him for fantasy yesterday, and I was nervous because of the heat and the heart thing. But you know, they say well, got he said fixed. the heart thing's gotten fixed. Yeah, and apparently has now, so he's he's on the radar. He's he's a lot less sketchy on that four fifty. That's for damn sure. Jer- Jerry Robbing ten nine for eighth in top the ten at Paula. Fuck is happening there? <laughs> like he's just all of a sudden consistent, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> That's his like, new name. Like Consistent, Consistent Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. What, we talked about this in the previous show. You know, obviously everybody knows who Jerry Robin is, but you're going to see a lot of names at some of these races, especially, oh, dude, I am so hyped for Southwick because you're going to see so many names that, like, <laughs> just out of the woodwork. Um, you're going to hear got, hear of guys that you've just never heard of. Uh, good for Jerry, though, man, because, I mean, dude, you got to make hay when the sun's shining. And these guys, it's a perfect time for them to get top tens. Like, just rack up the points, rack up the points. Um, I I don't mean to bring up 
another issue, but it is something we talked about with as well as a lot of these privateers are doing, though. Uh, remember how we made the comment some of those guys on the bubble and the and Supercross in the 450s? Like, if they don't do outdoors, they might not make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, that's a real thing now. That's a real thing now. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting if we're going to see some of those guys. And we're not. I'm not going to name names, but there are some guys that were on that bubble that we kind of asked, are they going to ride outdoors if they want to make it super motocross? And I think that some of them might have to. Maybe. Um, okay, so Lorenzo LaCrucio goes 9-11 for ninth. God, he's, I mean. Him and Jose Butron riding the whatever it is, so Wildcat weird. team, yeah, whatever. It's really weird to see Jose Butron of all people. 16-15 for 10th, so good result. 16-15 for 10th. Hold on. Freddie Noren goes 16-15 for 11, or I'm sorry, 6-15 for 11. And in all fairness to Freddie, Freddie like, was yeah, one of the people had a... that got fucked in that second yeah. round. Yeah, so uh, Ryan Surratt riding his CRF 450R that's converted to an RX, but has started to be converted back to an R. Because he's been riding On his off-road giant, suspension, yeah, riding racing. this. <laughs> Technically, man, that's a factory Honda off-road bike. Yeah, it goes 11-12 for 12. Because he's rocking that good old steering stabilizer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Romaine pa- Pape. Ro- Ram- Roman Pape. Roman Pape. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fourteen ten for thirteenth. Dude from fucking bumfuck Egypt. He's from Europe. Yeah. Chiz going uh, doing Chiz things at twelve thirteen for fourteenth. Uh, <laughs> Michigan native Chris Prebula thirteen DNS for fifteenth oh, got caught up. The, oh. Dude, he was like one of the initial ones. I Somebody wonder how cut he's him doing because he was like he's, yeah he oh. was flying through the air face first <sighs> until he, until the ground stopped him. Uh, Brandon Ray goes 21-14 for 16. B-Ray. B-Ray. Uh, another Michigan native, Marshall Welton, goes 15 DNS. He got unlucky in both motos. I heard the first moto, somebody torpedoed him somewhere. Um, I will say, yeah. and this is not like Marshall. I've, I've seen the kid come up. Michigan native, good kid. Obviously proved himself last year. We'll say, well... Some of the shit that happened to him at Hangtown wasn't his fault, like you just said. I'm a little, little underwhelming because I really would have thought with this field, like you could have how he rode last year, mm-hmm. you could have easily slotted him into like that six seven position. Yeah, because I mean Paula, I, I mean I don't know what happened at Paula, but like dude, they, he was nowhere to be found. No, and I, now I don't know if he had issues at Paula too, so maybe yeah. he did. He's a nice dude. Like we've talked to him, and so like I don't have any problem with him, but yeah, I definitely thought he would be more towards that. Top when you told me spot? that there was only going to be five factory dudes, six at Paula, yeah. I'd mm-hmm. be like, with the way Marshall rolled last year, getting yeah. in the top ten with mm-hmm. a lot of people there. Yep. Oh, dude, he's going to be like that next not well. Technically, he's on a factory bike. That non big name. Yeah. So um, another Michigan native, Jace Kessler goes twenty five sixteen for eighteenth, and, and he was running fan. way up front that, that first moto. Honda. Yeah, he's running way up, way up front that first moto there. He's running uh, top ten for I don't know. Yeah, like a long time. Five, then I, then he must have went down. Uh, Runkles goes 29-17 for 19th, and then Chandler Baker goes 17-33 for 20th. Now, let's talk about the fact that Grant Harlan's name should have been up there. Cause yeah, he, he got fucked that second yeah. moto with that huge, huge uh, crash there. That, that that was gnarly, too. There's a lot of dudes that got I, claimed on that one. I was trying to decide exactly what happened. It looked like somebody leaned in a bit on somebody on the inside or whatever, and yeah. And another guy like, whose name uh, wouldn't pop up that well, but uh, coming through the back of the pack, Tyler Stepik. He was yep. playing around in the back 
most of the day yesterday, but I think he got like 15th or 17th the first moto. He went 18-31 for 20 seconds. Yeah, so he was inside the top 20, but like he was almost dead last both motos off the start. Um, he was riding a 250. Yeah. At, yep. uh, I don't know. He's, he, he originally was supposed to do the two-stroke thing. Him and Brakeen were like going to hook up. They are going to yeah, be yeah. two-stroke guys, and then he must have got offered a ride. Um, he's another guy that I look for, like really put his name in there when we go east. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, dude, just... The, the 450 class, like, it is... I told you, man, it's, this is, like, the weirdest season of I've ever seen. It's super boring to watch, to be honest it's, with you. Like, look, I I don't care what's going on. I'm always going to watch... I'm always going to love watching the motos because I just... I like watching guys, like, you know, watching Jet. The I'll be honest, I get real bored watching Webb, AP, and Dylan follow each other around. Well, and I mean, that's California. Within, like, two seconds or all of them. That's yeah. California. We're going to see a little bit different now that we've gone, gotten out of the way to the shithole tracks that are California. Um, but for me, like I said, you know, it's it's always I love deciphering guys' technique, watching what they're doing different, you know, Jet, watching the way he rides the bike, how he approaches things. But, I mean... Let's be real. This is this always kind of happens though. And anytime we race California tracks outside of Glen Helen, it's it, the racing isn't. It's not great. It's not great because tracks suck. No offense to Hangtown and Paula's. I think we need to get away from Paula. I don't know why we keep going. Well, I do know why, but um, we need to get away from Paula because Jesus, dude. If you're gonna do two rounds of California, there are many more tracks you could go to. Yeah, outside of Paula, other than it won't be Glen Helen because. They basically took their name out of the hat again. Hundred percent. Um, so, yeah. um, yeah. So that's been your uh, that's been your four fifty race recap brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Always well hung, like Justin Barsha. Speaking of that, before we end the segment, is there been any word of like when he is coming back? Because he was Who? walking around Barsha. He was walking around Apollo. I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet. God, dude. I maybe Redbud, but I haven't heard anything. You really. would you would think not only with the break, but it's Redbud. Yeah. He wants to be there. Um. Because we know no matter what percentage he's at, he's going to make things interesting because yeah. he's just going to bounce off people. Yeah, 100%. So, um, all right. So before we uh, before we take a break here, let's cold call. Let's just see if Kev answers here. We'll cold call him. He probably won't, but we'll give him a shot. He doesn't like you anymore. He doesn't like me anymore. No. We're, we're fighting. You're fighting? I want to talk to him about that Honda he's riding. The Honda Nils? No, he put a post out. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. Yo. Yo, Kevin Morans, welcome to the Moto Aftermath show, bro. Oh, are you are we on? We're on. Oh shoot. I I'm t- in a skid loader right now. I told Justin we were cold calling you because you did not text me back. I love it. He's been what a busy did you text man. me? I text hey, I'll look at it. <laughs> he's gonna go back through and be <laughs> now like, he's oh, gonna shit, he did re- text read me. read it live on the air. I did text him. I sent a whole bunch of texts this morning. Text it. I'm texting everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, what do you want me to comment on that? Well, I mean, you can. You want to tell everybody why I text you because I haven't put any, like, I didn't say anything. I just said I texted you. You didn't text me back. So, so, so. Uh, we are figuring out what outdoor rounds we are doing. We have not uh, declared those yet. Well, Kev, that's really putting a fucking right or a left turn in my freaking plans for outdoors here, bud. Oh, what was your plans for outdoors? Well, I got to figure out who who, who oh, I'm, who I'm be best like, friends with shit. at the rounds here. Okay, like sh- <laughs> let's put it this way: I'm not, I'm not on a first or first name basis with Davy Coombs. Yeah, here, honestly, okay? Kev, he's gonna walk around the races. He's just gonna be like a lost puppy. He's not gonna know who to talk to. I don't know who to talk to. I'm gonna be, <laughs> really... he's gonna be like, my buddy's gone. I don't have anybody to cheer for. I don't have anybody to put a headset on for. I was telling Justin oh, we had a real, we had a really good, we had a really good thing going, and now it's not. So yeah, yeah. 
Well, the unfortunate. Uh, oh man. So, well, when did this air? Does this go live? Tuesday. Uh, what is today? Sunday. Yes. Sunday. Uh, okay. I won't comment yet because I think we're going to be posting about the whole situation on probably the same day. Um, however, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know yet. It's going to be a mystery. It'll be it'll be late Tuesday. Some surprises. Can we talk about that Honda uh, you're riding, or? <laughs> uh, yeah, we will get to that uh, next week. How about we talk about this next week? <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. What are you doing in the skitty right now? Uh, so we have some massive home projects going on. Uh, I had an excavator dropped off last Tuesday, and it leaves this coming Tuesday. So we are grinding as much as possible before this thing goes back, uh, generating a absolutely crap ton more dirt for the track uh probably going to have dirt works rebuild at some point in august um it's kind of what it's looking like because they are going to be too ba- busy when it gets later in the year when i originally would like to have them build it uh because of the fun super motocross stuff ah uh, so looking at that right now so yeah generating a bunch of dirt moving some stuff cleaning some creeks up taking out some trees all the fun stuff uh, hmm. i've been doing that for about the last week been pretty silent on the old social media for certain reasons you'll see very soon i've noticed but uh yeah man it's been good well sweet yeah i know you've also been silent you haven't called me you haven't texted me we're like yeah, dude, not he, friends. he's kind of feeling like you know you took him out on a date you bought him a steak dinner and then you're never calling him back he's just bitching about it all the time bro. <laughs> i love you travis you know, uh, oh, I, uh, I feel as soon i on it i mean when you know it's gnarly at least i've been gnarly busy when i because i post on social media just about every day yeah i haven't posted anything for about a week and a half how was he's gonna want a nice wine date now like he's just he's gonna I, need something. I feel like such a factory rider right now because i get hurt and the phone stops oh ringing. my god no whatever. one calls <laughs> good check Lord. in or anything like that that's the that's the one and only time you ever get to make a comment like well, that good. Yeah, brother. Hey, are they going to make the track a little bit safer for us rookies here? Because I don't really need no, to fucking break my ankle again. <laughs> yeah, I've got a feeling we're going to make it gnarlier, if I'm going to be really honest. Uh, shit. Yeah, See, you're doing nothing now if you go down there. I was yeah. really winding up to hit those first two whoops this year. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> right, bud. Whatever. So, so what are you like? So, like, you're digging out the pond or what? A little more to get some more dirt? No, no, no. Uh, so, the. Okay, so. I'll send you some photos as soon as we get off this, so yeah. the, you know the listeners aren't going to be able to indulge. However, uh, you know the, where the whoops are, right? Yep. You know that big wall of dirt that's on the tree line over there? Yeah. That you can pretty much stand on, and you're well above the whoops. Yeah. We grabbed an excavator, and we're we're cutting that back to the tree line, mm. straight down, and then like leaving about two feet, leaving about two feet tall instead of eight foot tall. That way, the water still runs where it originally is running but okay. that's just a bunch of extra dirt we're grabbing got it got it well that's cool yeah that'll be sweet can't wait to uh can't wait to come down and try that out <laughs> yeah man I like how you really well as soon as we get it built i'm going uh we'll have to have a little uh you know supercross party well we'll see man i'm not quite healed yet so i'm, I'm walking but i'm not quite healed yet so. what's the eta on like full release uh so when i went to the doctor okay so quick question here yeah obviously yeah i haven't talked to you 
did you get surgery or not? No, no surgery. So okay, all, so all I had, um, it actually was a pretty, we'll call it minor injury for what it was. Um, it was literally just a fracture in that interior bone that hooks up to the ligament that runs basically up to your knee there on the inside of your leg. Um, and okay. what, what basically happened is when I cased the jump because I bottomed the suspension out and was essentially dropping out of the air because you know how these uh, finish lines are with Supercross. You just go really high. Kev definitely knows. <laughs> Kev knows. Uh, do you remember Seattle finish line? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that you overjumped <laughs> by 100 feet on the first lap. Yep, I remember that. So um, Yeah, I yeah. have suspension to set up for it, though. You probably don't. No, my, my fresh outdoor suspension got real used that day. I said that was a great way to break into <laughs> suspension. <laughs> 30 minutes of figure eight track and then case of finish line supercross jump was awesome. But anyway, um, so when I cased that, what happened is I pulled a Tomac and it just flexed the flexed it so much that that ligament started pulling the bone and cracked it. Um, but the whole rest of the ankle was totally fine. Like all the structural parts, the parts that bear all the weight was totally fine. So the doctor's basically like, we could do surgery, but then you're just extending your healing time. And he's like, all it's going to do is your ankle might be a little bit uh, disformed per se, disformed looking when it heals. But he's like, outside of that, there's no real reason for us to do surgery unless you really want it. And I was like, yeah, no, we're good. And so then he told me like, you know, as you can bear it, like start putting weight on it, which I went in there a week after and I was basically walking on it with my crutches. Um, and he's like, uh-huh. he's like, you walked in here basically. So whatever. Uh, so basically over the last week, cause now we're getting Tuesday, this Tuesday will be three weeks from the time I did it. Uh, basically in the last week I've gone from crutching to the last three, four days, I can walk in the boot no problem. And today I've actually not even had the boot on. I've just been in high top shoes with a over-the-counter ace bandage ankle brace uh, walking around. So like we're pretty good. It's still kind of sore because the heel is still all bruised and the tendon still a little bruised coming up my leg. Um, But outside of that, we're basically because he told me he's like, if you don't do anything crazy where you're going to over exaggerate that tendon movement anymore, he's like, you can't hurt it because the ankle's structurally fine. I'm like, okay, sweet. So. Uh, so yeah, so that's basically where we're at. So I'm hoping by like next weekend to start cycling again, like to get enough range of motion where I can cycle a little bit, like on an easy yeah, pace. Yeah, that'd probably be good for it too. Yeah. And, uh, right now I'm just trying to, uh, get to be able to walk on it working all day, which I did Friday with the boot on. My plan is to work all day tomorrow with the boot on. And then by Tuesday be just into high top shoes with the ACE bandage brace. So, and then hopefully by call it the third week of june i can hopefully start riding figure eights again <laughs> hey there you go so this call turned into about you great it, it's awesome dude i mean he doesn't <laughs> want to talk about anything right now on his end okay it's secretive I know. we have secret contract negotiations going on okay secret contract secret. negotiations secret i like I, it i gotta renegotiate my contract with him because it's so secret <laughs> so well, we uh, appreciate the continued support brother well you know that well, laugh I've was got... funny though because he's like <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> what'd you say i said that laugh was funny because he goes <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> <laughs> um i've got something pretty cool that's going to be headed your way uh Ooh, a portion of it just showed up today the other portion has not arrived so well, I still don't Stand ride Honda by. or KTM, so. <laughs> what you say? I said I still don't ride Honda or KTM, so I'm. I don't know what this could be. I'm excited. It's just a picture of Kev. Just a big old picture put on the wall. He's got a fat head. He's just got a fat head. Yes. Put it on the. Well, you know, we'll put it in the office. Right, there you go. So, so you can always see Kev when you walk in the door. 
yeah. So anyway, all right, man. Well, we'll let you get back to using do, doing the work that you're doing there. You're doing God's work. Thank Sounds you. good. Thank you for picking up. Indeed, hundred percent. The way to get a hold of me is call me. Don't okay. text me. See, now Bill, you know that that that's not a billionaire mindset. I learned today. Oh, Bill, okay. Billionaires text. Okay, that's all they do is text. This is not Alex Hermosa. Are you being serious? Oh yeah, no. I literally was watching this guy. He was talking about. He's like, dude, I'm amazed. He's like billionaires. He's like, their time is so important to them. They don't even make phone calls anymore. They just text. He's like, I sold this billionaire guy a sixty million dollar commercial property, literally through text messages. Where he was like, "Yep, do it, all cash deal, thirty day close, blah blah blah, whatever." And I was like, and he's like, I responded to him like. You're sure you want me to write up the paperwork on this? He goes, he didn't even write one back. He just clicked the text message and hit the heart button. And I'm like, now Kevin knows how to become a billionaire. I'm like, I will no longer call people that. Well, <laughs> you're telling me that that I don't I don't obviously have stupid enough money to allow for miscommunication, but uh, texting like that, it's a lot easier just to call and explain and then get off the phone. Instead of sitting there and typing a message, I don't really believe this. I agree with Kev. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look into. I'm gonna have to dive into it deeper because it's super well, interesting to think about. Because they're these rich guys are real into time management and not wasting well, their they're time. Also, weird people. So Jeff Bezos makes twenty five hundred dollars a second. Jeff Bezos also has a lazy eye. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Did you all right. make that number? No, no, no. That was a legit thing, too. So, all right. Anyway, Kev. All right. We'll uh, we'll call you next week when you can talk more about things and stuff and things. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Enjoy that Honda. Can't wait to ride it. And oh, my God. Indeed. All right. Love you. Bye. <laughs> all right. I like how you had to say love you when they get out the phone. That's how I do it with all the people. Just love you. Bye. And you just oh. hang up before they can even say and anything. like, did he? Nah, he didn't say that. Oh, I did. I did that. Uh, so, I remember the next time you talked to him, you're like, did you did you tell me you love me after the way of this? <laughs> no, I, I didn't say that. I I heard you. We're homies. We have a relationship uh, like that. Even though Cole can't believe it, we do. So See, you know what? Now you know that he cares about you. I mean, we'll see after the contract negotiation. We'll see after the contract negotiation. We'll like, how, how much he really likes, likes you. Me, <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, more updates to come from Kev because there yeah. are things that we're privy to that uh And look, I only just I don't like, and I only made the comment that I did because uh Michael Lindsay floated the rumor out there. I would have never made that comment that I did before we got on the phone had that not been out there. It's so like it's that, a, so what I just said. If things. anybody caught that, it's not. It, this has already been said by somebody who's in like. In the, the there's not. It's not hard to put things together because yeah, he yeah, has put sure. stuff out. So anyway, sure. all right. But um, anyway, all right. That's gonna wrap up our first half segment here. So we are going to take a break. We'll come back. We have uh, Holster Co. We've got a few other things. Isaac's going to come on. we got to talk 250s, the most interesting class so far. And, uh, yeah, we will be right back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to jump in here. We're going to call our West Coast contributor, Mr. Isaac Gonzalez here, and uh, talk to him. He was at Hangtown. So we will uh, see what he's got to say. Isaac. What's up? Welcome back to the show, sir. We're live, so don't say anything you don't want anybody not to hear. Okay, I, I don't have, I don't, mu- <laughs> I don't have much bad things to say. So. Okay, all right, Isaac. One of the people, on Isaac show, Gonzalez, brought to you by our friends at Edgewood Farms this week here. So, Isaac, your wi- your wish came true here. Justin's on. Justin's on the phone with us here. What's up, Justin? How's it going, man? Hey. Good to be here. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Just I mean, got, you're not oh. here, so you don't have to do with Travis personally. But like, yeah, I get what you're saying. 
Justin loves me. He shows yeah. up like 30 minutes early. We yeah. bro down. I'm a, like I'm a very punctual person. So. We talk all sorts of shit about everybody. We like, do. It's, it's we a really lot. Do. Really so. do. Because we talk a lot of shit about people when we're not on camera. Mostly. Oh, Mostly. So, all right, man. Dude, I, oh, I have the biggest smile on my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just I, I told Justin, I was like, dude, Isaac's pumped because you're going to be on the show. And he was like, Why? And I was like, because he wants to talk to you. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, most people that watch this show or everything to do with it don't like me because I'm just a dickhead about people. But I don't fun. like you most of the time. Yeah, yeah well, we you're an asshole, and that's what brothers mostly do. Like, yes. they don't like each other. Mostly. So. <laughs> All right, man. So you just, just got home. How was that L.A. traffic this afternoon? Actually, it wasn't bad. I was surprised. I was surprised. <laughs> he, he texted me Thursday or whatever it was when they were headed up to Hangtown. He's like, dude, L.A. traffic's a joke. I don't I, even want to be would, part of it. I would not be able to know. We never ran into it super bad no, when we were no, out there. Which was weird. Yeah, it was super weird. Which was weird. But all right, man. So how was this hangtown race? You were back, you had a press pass again. I saw you on the broadcast at the podium in front with all the other photographers hanging out there trying to snap yep. some pics of the champagne showers. So so run run us down your, your hangtown experience here. Hello? He's gone. Oh, that's real gay. Ah, oh, boo. boo. Great radio. Great radio. Oh, oh he's in, he's calling back. Do. All right, you're back. Hello? Yeah, you're back. Sorry. Uh, I don't sorry, know what guys. happened there. We got disconnected. It's okay. It's okay. So, all right, yeah, run us down. Run us down your Hangtown experience here, man. Much better than Paula. That track is so much better than Paula. It was a lot hotter, so I, I kind of had a watch my hydration i overheated myself at one point of the day but other than that it was much better you know uh, i gotta say i got there i got to will call told him who i was and they said oh you're not on the list what's going on so i kind of i kind of had to force my way in there again so but no it was it was really good man that track is a lot more elevation than it looks on tv and Deegan, I mean, are you guys surprised? <laughs> we haven't we haven't talked about the 250 class yet. Uh, oh god! But uh, it was yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like I can't go into this too deep if we're going to do a whole segment on him. We could just do the segment right now. Okay, so here we oh, go. But geez. Here we here we go. Oh god! You're brought to you by Isaac Nelson Designs. We are going to get into our Deegan Danger Zone segment here. Because when you talk about Deegan, you're in the danger zone. Wow. Yep, exactly. Do you or, like that? That was yeah, good. I just yeah. picked that up literally I on like the spot. That. So yeah. um, Isaac Nelson Designs links in the description in a, down below. sci-fi zone, either one. Yeah, one of the you're in the danger zone. Okay? <laughs> you're in a mystery. Yeah. Merch coming soon for that, by the way. So keep an eye out here. Yeah, that will be coming just, soon. That's just not clickbait. We're actually going to do it. We're actually going to do it. It'll be coming <laughs> soon. So anyway, uh, yes, I was uh, So I was very surprised about that. But um, I will say after... <sighs> boy, here we go. <sighs> after the Supercross season, Paula, and now this week, <sighs> I'm kind of jumping on the Deegan train. I'm not a crazy Deegan person, but... This kid, he seems like the real deal, both indoors and out here. I mean, he won that moto pretty handily, we'll say. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's... Because I got I to gotta temper things here. 
I got to get something for clickbait. I don't think he's head and shoulders better than everybody, but he's right there in the mix with everyone, and he can rip out these moto wins without a problem. And dude, he's he's made comments about wanting to be at least in the championship battle here for this outdoor title, and he's making a he's making a push to be there. So I'm going to do something before I go in and be critical. <laughs> I'm going to do something that anybody who watches this show. Oh, boy. Here we and go. And anybody who people who watch the show will be able to see this before I get critical of him. So, I, you know, the haters can hate. Look at that. Look at that. He is. He just wow. did a standing ovation no for Deegan. So I am. I'm impressed. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad Isaac could hear that. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm impressed. That moto was. Um, yeah, man, he after being way off in practice, I don't know, he was like probably two seconds off, I think the top five or whatever. Um, he was impressive. You know, he was clearly faster than Jay Coop. Jay Coop reeled in a couple times, kind of like we talked with Jet. Hayden knew where the gap was. Uh, he pulled it back out. He was making some mistakes, and I think that was just a rookie thing, like leading his first ever race, you know, just normal shit that you would get from rookies. Um, and I was impressed. I went back and looked at the lap times. Outside of Hunter, he had the second fastest lap time and second fastest average lap throughout that whole first moto. Um, yeah, so I will give the kid credit. Second moto comes around. Buried. Has to work his way through. Ran start, into a Jalik. Start wasn't as good. Ran into a Jalik Swole, you know, yeah. sighting. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, man, Jalik, you know. We'll, kid, get, we'll get to that. Let's, yeah. let's stay on the Deegan. But with Deegan, so. Deegan dangers over right. here. So I'll give the kid credit. But now oh boy, I have to be... Go. This is Justin, everyone. This is not me. This is Justin. Now I have to be critical, though. Now I have to be critical. So everybody who's been watching the show, we've been getting so much hate from talking so, about Deegan. So, what's, what's that? So much. Oh, so much hate. So much hate. Everybody's like, well, you guys are only clickbait. The only reason we watch so this and that. Oh, boy. He calling wow, back? we keep losing him. Quit, quit hanging up on me. <laughs> no, I I think it's your internet, man. Travis starting. My, my internet's solid over here. Travis is starting to cry a little bit. Luke, Elon, Elon has me. We're solid over here. Okay, Justin, continue your right, so, right here. Uh, the one thing that I do not like about, uh, and it's not just motorsports, it's stick and ball. Everybody, every sport, when you are a fan of someone or team, now everybody nowadays thinks that if you make a comment about someone, you can't change your comment ever again. If you like someone. And then all of a sudden they start to do bad. Oh nope, you got to stick with that guy. That's your guy. That is. Or if you go the other side, like we have, we've been critical of Deegan. We ate crow after Supercross. Got second in the points, three podiums, two heat race wins, led some laps. We said half the year didn't think he'd get a win, and if we if he did, it wouldn't surprise us. But we didn't bank on it. He gets a moto win, third race, third moto of the year. Now everybody's like, oh, you guys are going to be, you're nut-hugging him now. Now all of a sudden, but you can't do that. Like, you were critical of him. You, I'm not going to nut-hug him. We're a lot. Well, we were wrong. Not, we we we're, underestimated we're, we're this lot, outdoor season. We're here. allowed to change our mind. That's a great thing about living in this country. We have free will. We can change our mind. I also got freedom of speech, bitch. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> hey, I can give the kid credit when credit's due. We were wrong, you know? It, and everybody... For everybody getting on our ass about, oh, yeah, but he's an, out he's an outdoor guy. Like, we called him a Supercross guy. Yeah, no shit. You don't grow up learning how to ride a dirt bike on a fucking Supercross track. You learn Everybody's an outdoor guy. Just we know that there's guys' attitudes and styles that fit Supercross. We think that Deegan is a more of a Supercross guy. He has more fun. Contrary to everybody believing, oh, he just started riding Supercross last year. Kid's been on a fucking Supercross track since he's on 65s. Calm her down a little bit. Here's what I'll say, though, about Deegan, though. 
when you have that much hype. We know the talent is through the roof on this kid. Mm-hmm. You have the following. You're on the best 250 team. Now you've won a moto this early into the year. Here's the thing. Now it's expected of you. Bar's high now. Now is it expected, just I, like every uh, other rookie. Oh, uh, no. What's that? I don't expect... Uh, I don't. I don't expect him to win another one. Oh boy! So oh, no, 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 no. Co- Isaac, gonna come for you. Isaac, here's here's what I'll say about that. Co- let me let me preface this. What I meant by that is, now everybody within the industry expects you to win. Maybe some of us that aren't the big believers don't expect it, but now, because everybody said Supercross, oh, it's a learning experience for him. You know what? Yeah, rookie is Supercross is a lot different than rookie in outdoors. But like Travis just said, he's even. This isn't like somebody is inner circle or us talking dipshits. It's come from the horse's mouth. Hayden even said he wants to be in title contention. It's coming from his mouth. Mm-hmm. He wants to try to win this title. Now you go out and prove it early. Now it's expected of you. Just like every other rookie that's won a race or won a Supercross main, from Ricky to Pastrana to Stu to RV to Kennard to Fortner to AC, and even in 2021 when Nate and Seth won mains and Supercross, what do we all say after Nate, whether Speedway or not, it was expected of Nate to win Supercross mains. It was expected of Seth to win Supercross mains. Yep. Here's the difference. Are you going to crumble, or are you going to thrive? If it's anything like Supercross, he's going to thrive. We know mm-hmm. the kid has the talent and the grit, but it's a whole different animal when now you're expected to win because you actually went out and did it. Am I saying he can't do it? No. We've been proven wrong twice now. Of course he can do it. He's got the grit. He's got the speed. He's got the cardio. But it's a lot different, though, when you go out and prove it as opposed to, oh, maybe he could do it. Yeah. No, but now you're expected to do it, and it's a thing every time you come to the track, rolling in out for free for practice. You got to be the guy every time now. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be on the other side of it, dude. I honestly think out of almost everyone in that 250 class, to me right now, he's like the grittiest rider out there as far as like moving forward. And ah, stuff. RJ. Well, RJ did not get good starts all day. Yeah, we'll I get would to say that. the grittiness. It's, it's hard to uh, okay. argue that he I, somebody's grittier than RJ. You can put him on the I'll same level. You, I'll give you that. But RJ, but, like, look, dude, that's all. Deegan, RJ is but Deegan's starts are better here. Yeah, yeah. The problem. So I don't know, man. I, I, I'm gonna say that he's probably there's a high chance he does this again before the year's over. No matter what anybody else but says that here second at this moto, point. Though, like, he's got to have some better racecraft. Yeah, man. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to nut hug here, man. But man, that oh, but they're gonna say you are. He's you fucking, can't change your mind he, on Hayden he's Deegan. Fucking impressing me hard right now, dude. It was, like, look, it was impressive, man. But that second moto, though, this is why I will still stand by the comment that I don't think he can win this title. And you know what? It happened to Hunter. It happened to RJ. We'll get to some other guys when we talk about the 250 segment. But, dude, you can't let Jaleek Swole hold you up for 15 he's only, minutes. He's only 10 points down, though, right? Yeah. No, it's 10, and it's two back to Jay Coop. But that's my point, though, yeah. is what's going to happen? He worked his way through the first moto at Paula, so we mm-hmm. know he can work his way through. But you can't let Jaleek Swole no. hold you up for 15 minutes because these but guys are too good. we have a lot to goes. talk about when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. Like but, I said, I'm, I'm jumping to the other side. What did you see at the track there because we only got to watch obviously some of it at home what did, what what did you see isaac so when he got the whole shot the first thing i said to myself is don't kill yourself here you're out front you know i i know it's a different game when you're out front it, it could be easier at sometimes because you're not eating roots the whole time but i had a okay so i had a spot picked out for photography right because um the first turn is a hot spot for photography. I mean, that's where half the Hangtown photos come from, I feel like. But then there's another spot where it's like, okay, cool. And 
I got some really good shots in the so it's the they go up the hill, so they make that long sweeping drive up the hill, and then they come down, and then there's that straight section, and then they double, and then they go back up the hill. So I had that spot picked out. This kid got so sideways in front of me, almost almost smoked me, and <laughs> scared scared the crap out of me. And you know you know he looked good, man. He um, I honestly was waiting for Justin Cooper to get by him that whole time you know that track uh dylan ferrandez said that track was not good at all he was very honest with me and you know um that dirt's a lot different than paula too i was able to stand on that dirt but man i gotta say i was super shocked um i knew he had a shot with the whole shot but i mean when we got to that when we got like 10 minutes in i was like holy mackerel he's still leading and it was super impressive but the one thing I got to say about the championship, I know I know Hunter is a different guy, and I know he's coming off the Supercross championship, but Hunter Lawrence is known for dropping off late into the series. And if Deegan can just be consistent, like I said last week, Deegan can win this on consistency. And I'm telling you right now, it wouldn't be surprised if he has that red plate for a little bit this series. Maybe. So, I mean, he looked really good. He yeah. Looked the, even that second moto, he looked really good. Yeah, so, so I'll you, say the opposite of Isaac. I don't think he's going to hold the red plate at all this season. Uh, I, it's I it's not because I don't believe. I don't. That, I, what's that? That that ride changed my whole perspective. If he can <laughs> do that for thirty five minutes, yeah, that's that track was very start dependent. But if he could do that for thirty five minutes, man, I don't know. The reason why I don't, and I don't disagree with anything you just said about like the way he rode that first moto was awesome, and even the second moto. Hold like, on, he's doing his with all with all due respect. Yes, thing, fuck you. But there are some tracks Sorry. coming up where the outright speed, where he's not. We know that he's not afraid to send it. Like that's all Deegan is is just sending it. I mean, dude, when he's doing turn down whips down at Paula, twenty minutes into the moto for no absolute reason other than just because I can and I'm you know it loosens me up. I like the whip, bro. Yeah, well, whatever, dude. Whip it good. Like but, a wolf. Oh yeah, kind of wolf's my guy. Uh, but we're going to go to some tracks where, like I said, you go to Redbud. He was really good there years to last year at the Combine. But you go to High Point. You go to Southwick. All these tracks that he's ridden before. Mm-hmm. But some of these tracks, though, I don't know if sometimes Deegan knows how to tone it back a little bit. And there are going to be some tracks. And we've seen, the, we've seen De- Deegan get loose a lot. We saw it in Supercross. We've seen it in a free practice Supercross. We've seen it through his amateur career. Hell, we saw it in both motos yesterday. And Paul, the track was trash, but once again, Deegan could ride that fucking track in his sleep. He knows mm-hmm. it. Even if it's not the same on Pro Day, he's ridden that track enough when he was living in California, he could ride it with his eyes closed. But there are some tracks, though, where you have to learn to tone it back in the middle of a moto, and if he can't learn that, which obviously he can, mm-hmm. he, he's got the talent, but if you can't tone it back, you're going to eventually land on your head. And that's what, like Unadilla... Yeah, you can't go balls to the wall for thirty five minutes, or you're going to torpedo yourself into the ground, a la like Jet did last year. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. that's why I believe still not that he doesn't have the speed, not that he doesn't have the grit, not that he doesn't have the cardio to do it. But I've yet to see Ken Hayden Deegan tone it back in the middle of a moto and still be up front. Because I'll be honest, in in the four motos, I think Deegan's one hundred percent the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's going... That's pretty obvious. He's full point. send, <laughs> red limit, 110%. He's not going to be able to do that at high point. 
Yeah. You can't ride that track at high point. You can't do it at Unadilla. Southwick, you'll burn yourself out, even though he's ridden <clears> Southwick <throat> enough. Like I said, we know how Redbud gets. Washugal, you sure as shit can't ride 100% for 35-minute motos. So can Hayden Deegan tone it yeah. back and still run up front? That's where I believe why he won't ever hold the red plate because we know Hunter can do it. We know Joe can do it. Mm-hmm. We know Jay Coop can do it. We know Tom did it in the GPs. We know some of these other guys. And it's the one reason why RJ has never held the red plate outdoors because RJ doesn't know how to tone it back. Yeah. That's why I don't <laughs> believe he'll ever hold the red plate this season at least. Yeah. So not to say that he can't be in this championship, but I have to see him being able to tone it back a little bit and then still be up front and where I can go, yep, nope, this kid totally can win this title. So what was it like interviewing him? That kid is hilarious, man. Like the first question I asked him was the uh, just the about the first moto. That was pretty chill. But then I asked him about his favorite music, and he flat out took his out his phone and listed like five different songs. Like that kid is unfiltered, which might get you into some trouble sometimes. But you know, it's what we need in this sport, man. We need people like that. Was he so? Was he real cool when you were like, "Hey, man, can I ask you a couple questions?" Or Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, it took us a little bit to uh, get a shot where the sun wasn't in because the sun was brutal yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, he was cool. And Brian, Brian was super cool too. And just that, whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. So. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Uh, dude, I mean, I loved it when the the music one, which I haven't posted yet. When you ask him. Dude, the smile on his face. Oh, yeah, man. Let me hold on. Let me get my Spotify playlist here. Let me pull this up. I, I listen to rap. I li- just so everybody knows, I listen to rap. Hold on. Yeah. So I like this and this and this. No way. I was a white dying. kid from California listens to rap. Dude, no way. I was just dying, though. Cause like, so he, so Isaac asked him, you know, what do you think that yeah. first moto? And it was, it was typical stuff, you know, and he was kind of <laughs> lackadaisical about it, you know like the guys are but then when isaac asked him about the song thing because that's what he's been asking these guys is their favorite song then he was like oh bro like just perked so right like up. an ac thing like when ac gets asked about music, yeah, yeah yeah he like just perked right up it was pretty funny to actually see so yeah we gotta um we gotta come up with more interesting questions like that for you for the future or us when we talk to guys because those questions definitely are way better they get way better responses than uh then what's yeah. it called? I like how you've asked Hymas now two weeks in a row too, and he's like, "Ah, oh, bro, yeah. I can't, I can't even, I, I can't even think. You're putting me on the spot," and I'm just like, "Oh and boy, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna continue to ask him until he gives me an answer." <laughs> yeah, here's the thing though: he's probably gonna come back and he's gonna say something that's just unexpected. He's gonna come up with like, "Yeah, I listen to like Taylor Swift or something." <laughs> I can totally see Hymas listening to Taylor Swift. There was some. Uh, I mean, he's from Idaho. Who so. did you ask yesterday that was talking about Nirvana? It wasn't Brian. There was somebody else. Oh, um, uh, that was that was Ryder D. Oh yeah, Ryder D that was like Nirvana. Yeah, that was interesting. Brian obviously was like eighties, nineties rock stuff. Yeah. So yeah, no, no totally, he, definitely didn't see that coming. Yeah, definitely didn't see that coming. No way. Yeah, I love the fact when you're interviewing Brian, he's just eating like a bag of pop secret popcorn and just like doesn't even stop. He's just doing the interview, just trying to get the popcorn out yeah. of the bag and everything. It was hilarious. I man. mean, honestly, he doesn't have a shit care in the world, dude. He can do anything. And do. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> who Brian is. He's it's been awesome. That way his entire life. It's awesome. I can't wait. We need to get we yeah. need to get some Deegan Danger Zone shirts and take them to him and Hayden at the uh, at the national. So, oh, absolutely. Yo, Justin. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Did you did you uh did you happen to see the the when I asked Adam about his favorite song like two weeks ago or whatever? So 
I haven't been on the internet much lately. I did see the video pop up, but no, what did he say? Uh, well, he was super honest. Uh, he used my name. Okay. He said, what did he say? He said something like, I'm going to hit, like, uh, I don't even remember what he said, but it was super cool. Like, he was like, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you with something a little different, Isaac. And it was like, yeah, wasn't it an Ed Sheeran song or something? Some new Ed Sheeran song that, sorry, Adam, listen to this. That song is terrible. I don't like your Ed Sheeran. (laughs) And then, and then he goes, and then he goes, Wait, do you still like Blink? Oh, bro, always like oh, Blink. Dude, always Blink. Always like Blink. <laughs> you know who would be the perfect person to ask that when he comes back, though? If he did, well, he's going to be at the end of the season, is Forkner. Oh, Forkner yeah. Forkner has some actually. Oh, yeah. Forkner listens to actually some. I mean, him and AC are kind of the same people when it comes to that. Forkner listens to some good music. He'd be a guy to ask because I'd actually be curious to see what kind of music's on his playlist. Yep. Yep. So, well, man, anything else you saw this weekend? Any good drama or anything? Mm, let me think. Um, Jeremy Martin, that was brutal. That, yeah, uh, yeah, that was. We're gonna talk about. Yeah, that. we'll talk about that. That's a too. Bummer. Yeah, that was a bad. That That's was depressing. A big. There, there's a lot to unpack there with the whole Jeremy Martin situation. So, and then the sec, the four fifty second moto, that crash was brutal too. Oh yeah, that start crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a rough one, man. That was really, that was really bad. I didn't exactly, I couldn't tell exactly who initiated that. It kind of looked like somebody like next to Prebula kind of turned I hope right. Chris is okay, man. Because dude, holy yeah. Do crap. you know? Did you talk to Chris yesterday after the race? Was he okay? Because I know you talked to him a little not, bit. Not after the race, but um, he was. He he looked fine to me when I saw him. Okay. And actually, actually, uh, quick story. So. This was a family trip, right? So um, when we left the track last night, wait, was it last? Wow, last night already. So when we left the track, I was getting in the car, and I got my foot ran over by the car. And, yeah. So, sorry, Mom. Uh, you, My mom ran my foot over with my car. or not, You know what I mean. So um, that was interesting. Do you need an attorney? We could sue her. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please don't do that. But no, my very swollen right now. We thought it was broke for a second, but I'm good. Sweet. But yeah, I got my foot ran over by a car finally. I, I can't say I've ever had that done. So I'm like, I've had my ankle ran over by a golf cart. It sounds cool. terrible. It sounds terrible. It too. is terrible. It really so. sucks. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, man, for uh, doing what you do for us there All at right. the races, man. Really appreciate it. I know you were texting me like, oh, I don't have that many videos. It's okay. Trust me. We got plenty. From what you've sent me between last week and this week, I believe I'm through the entire month of June almost. So <laughs> so, nice. so we're so we're good to go, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for calling in tonight and uh, telling cool. us uh, telling us the stories from the track there. Although we got to get you in the we got to get you in the gutter a little bit in the drama somewhere with something. Uh, like we got why are you trying to pull people into our shit? We got to get him into the because the drama stories sell. Okay, so you just want everybody yeah. that we're affiliated with to just be hated by. I don't want everyone? him to be hated. I just want him to hear stuff. No. Hear stuff that's drama related that we can then put out there. It's fine. Nothing from yesterday, man. So, <laughs> all right, man. Well, have a good week, brother. I'm uh, sure I'll talk to you this week here. All right. Thank you guys for letting me do this oh, these yeah, past man. two. Anytime. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I think that was it for the season for me. But uh, maybe I'll make it to another round later in the year. We'll all right, see. man. Well, we'll oh, talk man. to you, you soon, buddy. All right, later. All right. 
Isaac Gonzalez, everybody. Brought to you by our friends over at Edgewood Farms. For all your CBD needs, links in the description down below. So, he's a super nice kid, dude. Seems like it. Yeah. I think I've seen from him, yeah. Like Seems I said, like he sent me enough stuff to get me through the month here. Get, me, nice. get us to Redbud. Nice. <laughs> so, um, all right. Let's, uh, I guess let's do the 250 race recap here, as long as we've already kind of talked about it. Um, so, we'll talk about Deegan if we want to but we've already kind of covered him so yeah uh let me see here let's get all right so 250 race recap brought to you by our friends at Dep creative co Dep creative co all your graphics needs which i do need to hit them up because i should do the graphics kit for the bike over there link in the description down below okay i'm going to make a comment and all i want you to say is if you agree or disagree okay the entire class top 15 all are basically the same speed and the entire class is start dependent and that's how we're going to have so much parity throughout the entire year 100 percent, totally agree we're all done that's it that's been your 250 race recap we will see y'all next week <laughs> dude i mean i'm just watching this yesterday between last week and this week i'm just like dude no one is head and shoulders faster than anyone else no and that includes hunter no which is weird because i really thought hunter was gonna take that step no and that first be, moto when he got into the third i mean the first three laps when he got into third it was like okay he's taking way too long to get going but then it but then it leveled off though yeah then it leveled off and you're like oh i mean yeah let's be really honest outside of what rj did the first moto at paula Mm -hmm. no one has shown me that they can just sprint like granted hunters win yesterday jay coop reeled him in and then it was 10 seconds of the second moto paula we'll get to jay coop i have some yes oh so do i but I can attribute that kind of like what I said about Chase and Dylan or Chase and Jet in the 450 class. Nobody really wanted to go into the red that second moto of Paul with how trash that. They're like, no. look, man, this track is gnarly. Like, there's no point in sending it literally the second moto of the year. And I really thought that that track was what caused that race to be that way. And oh, then, I, believe then so. I watched the race yesterday and I went, nope, this yeah. is just what it is. There is just nobody that's head and shoulders fat. Now, I have heard, and we'll, we'll start with Hunter because he goes 3 1 again. I have heard he has some sort of injury going on with some yeah, ribs he ripped, or something. Yeah, he ripped the uh, the fascia off of his ribs. Ow. But apparently it's not bad enough. Like uh, That's what I thought. He ripped. So the week of, uh, I think it was Paula, he uh, he ripped the fascia off of his rib. And there was something, it's something else that the ribs connected to or something. Hmm. But clearly, it's like not as big of a deal because every time you see him, you never see him grimacing. No. So you hear that and you're like, "Oh, that sounds terrible," like you just did. Yeah. But apparently, it can't be that bad because even when he's doing interviews, he's not grimacing. And let's be like, if an injury is bad enough, like you can get through with adrenaline. Mm-hmm. But when the adrenaline's gone, you're gonna notice if somebody's got an issue. Yeah. And we have not seen it, so it can't be that, that terrible. Bad. It probably sucks, but it's I mean, not this that would terrible. definitely be a, a question for coach. Yeah. But. It can't be that bad if he's in not no way, shape, or form does it look obvious. I mean, my thing is, though, is that, like, if he doesn't figure out how to start first or second. Which, how crazy it is that he has a 10-point gap on second place already, but we're sitting up here going, yeah, that still doesn't prove shit. No. I, and he's won the last. He's the, won both overalls. He's won both overalls and won, won two, two motos. motos out of four yeah. so far. But I sit there and go. But you watch. Yeah, those, if RJ rips a start again, I totally could see RJ winning. I was going to say, but you watch. I mean, you watch both mo- both those first motos. Okay, he doesn't get a start. He's back in say like tenth or whatever, yeah. and he comes through. But 
by the but time he stalls out, I was gonna say, well, and the, the thing is, is by the time he comes through, because everyone is so good and so equal on speed, basically, that by the time he comes through, he's 35 seconds back when yeah. he gets into third. I mean, dude, even the first moto, though, he got into third and it was only like eight, nine seconds, maybe, maybe 10. And then he started reeling off and closing in and he even got it to like seven and a half, I think, at one point. Yeah. And you're like, oh, there's definitely because there was like 10 plus two. And you're like, oh, he's definitely got enough time if he's going a second faster. And then he just he stalls out. And for me, people could go, well, he's being like his brother. He's just managing. Hunter knows with how deep this class is. He can't manage the he's, title. Dude, he's not managing Especially after third. Deegan goes out and wins that moto. He can't. Well, that's another like, kid I got to deal like, with now. Like, I'll give you he's managing to not wad himself into the like ground. He but he's the not. Ma- years. Yeah, but he's not managing to get third. No. He's like he's putting it in to get third. Because when he, you can tell when he's managing. Because I paid attention to that last week in that first moto. Because I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's see here. He's got like a tenth place start. Let's see. And dude, like by lap four or five, he's only moved up a spot or two, and it's like, ooh. And then it takes him like twenty minutes to get into the top three. And then by that time, like I said, the top two are just gone. And now that so, we're away, now that we're getting away from the shit California tracks, yeah. this is going to be. I expect there's a lot of other guys, and we always talk about this, certain tracks fit certain guys. There's a lot of other tracks coming up that some of these guys that have been having these wonky results mm-hmm. are really, really good at. And it's going to continue because yeah. guys are going to come back. Like, you're going to get Handmaker back. You're going to get Forkner back. You're going to get McAdoo back. So McAdoo can't win. But no, McAdoo can de- No, McAdoo's oh, not, not riding. Okay. From what I've heard, he's not riding outdoors at all. All right, so Forkner's going to come back. Hammaker's going to come back. Uh, Pierce Brown's going to come back. Now, Pierce Brown can't win, but if you get stuck behind him, he can it's make... It's still a top 20 dude. Yeah, and then, and then you're also thinking about um, there's 21 factory guys right now in the 250. Romano class. is up and down. I don't expect to see Romano back because that knee's fucked. But they keep saying that he might come back at the end of the year. So that's another dude. And then you talk about okay. So then you're going to get the the rookies coming out mm-hmm. after Loretta's. Mm-hmm. So Juju's going to be back or be out there. Benick's going to. So you're just adding more people there. So if you get a terrible start, oh yeah, maybe these dudes aren't faster than me, but I have to figure out a way to pass them. Yeah, you know. So it's going to be more dudes. Um, it's weird to say that the guy who's won both overalls and has a 10-point gap on second place, I still can't go, yeah, no, Hunter's the guy right now. No, he's not. Like, he's not. You know? No. The, the next there, time is he no gets a, there is no clear-cut guy The next point. time he gets a 10th-place start, you can't guarantee he's going to get any better than fifth. Because I don't see a guy that can get outside the top 10 and work their way onto the box anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no Jet out not there. In, not in this group. No, there's no Jet out there. There's not no J-Mart from years ago. There's not a Dylan Ferrandis. There's not an AC from 2019. And maybe when Hunter gets over this injury, per se, then but I maybe, just don't think that injury he, maybe he's is, that guy. But yeah, I don't, I don't think, that, think that, that is either. Because like I said, there's no, there's nothing that he has shown in interviews that you're like, yeah, man, he's grimacing or walking around like hunched mm-hmm. over like... It sounds really bad, and I don't know anything about tearing the fascia off your ribs and shit, <laughs> but clearly it can't be that bad if there's been no proof that he is no, injured. No, Because if an injury is bad enough, we've all been there, you can visibly see it. Mm-hmm. He's been on the podium every time now, and like I don't look at him and go, yeah, man, he's definitely injured. No, he's no. walking fine. Yeah. So, no, it, the, this title is by no means. It's totally up for grabs as far as I'm way, concerned. Oh, yeah. Totally agree. Um, so Justin Cooper goes 2-2 for second, so much better than last week. I'm just going to say this. This is a complete failure. How? Okay. so Complete the, failure. Oh, yeah. I agree. So and he, I will also say this. I think he has, and this is going to be real rough here, I think he's torpedoed his career by not making by not riding 450 supercross the rest of the season because with 
so the whole idea behind this whole thing was okay i'm only gonna ride a few rounds and i'm gonna win 250 outdoor title and they openly stated like dude he's done like 50 motos he's ready and then to be in third in points yep behind a rookie kid on your team and like last week like you were not really in the picture no not at all and this week you were more in the picture but you couldn't reel down this rookie and like pass him, and then you couldn't reel down Hunter and pass him, bro. This is bad. So like you like you could have had a great year and really boosted your stock had you rode the rest. Of the, because let's face it, four fifty Supercross, we all were like, dude, he is he's good. Top eight. Last time like, he rode, he got yeah, up. He like was this is really ten. good. He was like sixth. And by the end of the year, there where everybody's hurt, if he stays healthy, like dude, he's really got like good stock of like yeah, I can run top five and four fifty Supercross. Now it's like. Okay, you ran a few rounds, you were pretty good, but then you sat out, and now you're back to 250 outdoors because you're going to win this title, which we all thought was, like, sketchy to start with. Yeah. And now it's just like, holy shit, this whole mission failed. So maybe he still wins it, but I just don't see it, man. Agree or disagree? I feel like Jay Coop, and I'll I'll explain what I mean by this, but I want to hear your take. Agree or disagree? He's almost playing it safe. He almost looks like he's afraid. Oh, I agree. Yeah. So what do we always talk about with Jay Coop? Start dependent, start dependent, start dependent, start dependent. Even so much so that they've I, got a stat now. I thought about you last I thought about you last week with his starts there, yeah. that first moto, and I was like, okay, let's just see where he goes, because he was right there with Hunter like eight, nine, ten range. Let's just see what he does. And then nothing happened like halfway through that moto, and I went, Holy shit. He he still can't do it. Start dependent, we've always said it. But what is the thing we've also always known about Jay Coop? Can go two seconds faster than anybody in practice yep. when he wants to, mm-hmm. which this is two weeks in a row now. He's actually almost had the fastest lap of anybody. Mm-hmm. And if he gets a start, he can check out. Yeah. Done it. Seen but it he got to start that first moto and couldn't do anything with it. That whole time, and Stu kept referring to this. Oh, Jay Coop's there. He's marking him. It stayed within between two and a half, four seconds, but only because Hayden made a mistake. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like Jay Coop now, because he's lost two... Two titles. Maybe you can even go 2020. He was in there for a little bit, but nah, he wasn't going to beat Dylan. Um, he almost is playing it too conservative because it almost looks like he's just going out there and going, yep, yeah, man, I know I can run this pace for the whole entire moto. I know I got the cardio to go at it. I know I got the out sprite speed if I want to drop it at any moment, but it's bit me. And he's, it's almost like this speed, what he's riding at, if it's good enough to go around the dude, it's going to go around it. If mm-hmm. it's not good enough, but they're going to make a mistake or they're going to gas out, it's going to win me the moto. And if it's not, then it's not. That whole first moto and even the second moto, like when he closed up on Hunter, when he reeled it back in, I'm like, oh, nope, this is the Jay Coop we always see. He's he's seeing Hunter. He's closing the gap. His mechanic's telling him he's dropping a second and a half. He's going to pull the trigger. This is when he's going to go forward. And then it just stalled out. And the same thing with the first moto when he caught Hayden. And this is not a knock on anything Hayden did. Hayden rode great. But I was thinking, oh, he's... he's Reeling it in, one point mm-hmm. five. He's he's seeing blood in the water, and then it just it, Nothing. it stayed at one point five. And I'm like, if this was Jay Coop any time in the last three years, mm-hmm. Jay Coop's gonna try to hammer to go for that win. And it's just like he's almost content with whatever speed he's running. That's what he's gonna run. And if yeah. it's good enough, it's I'm like, dude, it's coming out like what we just talked with Hunter. Like Hunter's not trying to throw away the championship. But Jay Coop, I think, is doing it on another level. It's almost like he just doesn't want to crash. 
Yeah. And it's like, this, I've never seen this from Justin Cooper. Since he went it's, pro, it's not great. he has never not gone for the win if he thinks he can win. No. And now he's just like, yeah, nope, if this pace is good enough, we're going to win today, guys. But if it's not, well, oh, you know, so I'm like, what the hell is he doing? I don't know, I've man. never seen this Justin Cooper before. I'll tell you what he's doing. He ain't winning this title. And if he does, it's going to appear the fact that he just didn't lawn dart himself into the ground because he's done that in the past. And if he wins this title, I... I Mark, whatever timestamp this is, mm-hmm. two rounds into it, timestamp this comment. If Justin Cooper wins this championship, it is not because he is faster than everybody. Or it's, a Ryan, it's a Ryan Dungey title. He won this title, and granted, you win titles this way. He won this title because he just didn't lawn dart himself. Because mm-hmm. I do not see Justin Cooper. I mean, we saw it at Paula. Like, even the second moto. Like, dude, he, he just his speed throughout the 35 minutes he is not willing to go up and over i'll tell you of the first two of the first two races here if we were just to stop right now and say okay who are who are the two guys that are going to battle for this title hayden deegan and hunter lawrence yeah that, i mean that's where i'm at at this point right now two two rounds which is in. wild because through two rounds and once again it's only by because they've been more consistent than everybody mm-hmm. it's not because they're balls to the wall faster than everybody and to be honest the only reason like they're on the same is because hunters won both overalls because if you were to ask me as far as like gritty consistent i would tell you rj's better than all of them because rj's actually had to come from almost last I, yeah but <sighs> rj hit the deck three times last week and the five five this week is kind of like but look where it, it came it, from the first lap i'm, ju- I'm just saying recency by it I, I understand what you're saying mm-hmm. and yes when we dig down into it, it's like okay rj's right there too but i'm just saying you look at who's up front, who the focus has been on because of, you know, yeah. their consistent, I like it's Deegan, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I don't know, man. It's a super, super weird thing. So I will tell you right now. And I, I, I know only off the top of my head, what it is to fourth. Cause it's Tom and we'll get to him. He's 22 back of Hunter. The top five in points right now. If you were to, if you were to fast forward and tell me any one of the top five are the champion after the way the last, the four first four motos are gone, I'd go. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. until somebody goes 1-1, I don't believe yeah. any of these guys are just that much better than other ones. Wish I, again, now, who knows? Maybe go to Thunder Valley and one of these dudes goes 1-1. We don't know. But until somebody goes 1-1... At this point, I don't even see it. Because, like I said, it's yeah, all start-dependent with them. It's, it's crazy to me. Until somebody goes 1-1, I cannot, I cannot, without a doubt, tell you who is the best guy in this class. Mm-hmm. Which seems so disrespectful to Hunter right now. The fact that he's won both overalls and he's 10 points ahead of Deegan. But I can't tell you that Hunter is just going to... Dude, because what happens if Hunter just gets two bad starts? Mm-hmm. What's he going to get to third? Okay, maybe that's that's good. But we're used to guys winning this class because they are just faster than everybody yeah. else. The 450 classes, when we get to, they're fast, but they're consistent. Yep. Go back to... Go, you can go back to AC's championship. So we're going back to 2019. Every dude who has won this title since AC has been because they're consistent, but they're just faster than mm-hmm. everybody else. You can go 18 when AP won it because AP was fast, but he was also consistent. And also there were some Jerry, J-Mart fucking broke his back. Yeah. You know, and Zacho got hurt early. Yep. But since 2019, nobody has won this 250 title because they just weren't that much faster than everybody else. Yeah. So... Yeah, man, until somebody goes 1-1, I can't tell you. Dude, we could get all the way down to round 10, one round before the final round. Yeah. And if it's close, I go, I don't know. Yep. Um, okay, so Hayden Deegan goes 1-4 for third. Impressive ride. Very impressive. If you've if you've made it this far, you haven't been listening to the whole show, you just are skipping between the whatever. Yeah. Uh, we deep dove into 
Deegan's, uh, we call it now the Deegan Danger Zone because it's because we're well, feeling let's, dangerous. Let's, let's 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 be honest, guys. Even it's, when you know you guys say we clickbait, it. yeah, you guys yeah. say clickbait. Look, we're just giving you what you want. We're talking about Deegan. We're giving him a little bit of credit. We're kind of going the other way with it. Like we're just giving you what you want because we know that you're going to watch us. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So for all you Deegan people out there, like. Uh, I'll cut that section. Don't worry. But for anyone who's listened to the show outside of that or whatever here and gets to this point and didn't hear the other part, uh, go back to Isaac's interview because mm-hmm. Isaac wanted to talk about Deegan. Obviously, we haven't filmed this part yet. So anyway, so we we filmed or we talked about our Deegan danger mm-hmm. zone in Isaac's interview there. So check that out. But overall status of it is we're wildly impressed and we both think he's a title contender at this point. Yep. So, but I still don't think he's going to win the title. Justin had some. Justin had some thoughts. Yeah, I gave the kid credit. I gave. Yeah, I literally but, gave him a yeah, standing, standing ovation. Hey, but once again, got to be realistic. Yeah, got to be realistic. And I, you know, go watch that segment. I'll go. In, I went into why I don't believe he's going to win this title. But yeah, I totally he's in it. But just the I, I said it. The second moto, you just can't be sitting behind Jaleek Swole for fifteen minutes. I didn't have that on my bingo card with him. Yeah, uh, winning lo- the moto already. Yeah. No, I, I, I he, didn't have any of this on my bingo card. And here's card the thing too. Him. Now we're going to go to Thunder Valley. We talked about this. We don't know if he's been there. I assume at some point he's probably been there, but maybe not. Be curious to see how he deals with elevation in the heat and at 35 minutes. Yeah. And I looked at the radar for this week because it's just something I like to do. Um, Could rain? Uh, it's supposed to rain every day this week there. Oh, boy. That's exciting. Yeah. And a, a mutter at Thunder Valley for any of you folks that have, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's not going to be great. That's a mutter, exciting. A mutter at Thunder Valley is that's not gonna fun. Be shitty. Yeah. But hey, you know what? That 250 class is going to be wild either way, though, because <laughs> you know what? Hayden's going to send it. Yep. Um, all right. So uh, Tom Vial goes 7 3. Two weekends in a row right now, right? That he's yeah, for fourth. Which, yeah. that's real weird. So, they talked about this a lot on the broadcast. He gets better as the day goes on, as he gets track time. And we've talked about this. Yeah, this which is... we kind of figured was going to happen. He wasn't a fan of Paula, so, okay, we'll give you that. He said he liked Hangtown. He did like the dirt, which makes sense, too, because he's used to those hard-packed French tracks. Yeah. So, like, that that made sense to me. Um I'll be interested to see if he if he's able to get better because he f- the first moto is both weeks he's faded, he which gets is weird because I don't starts. think it's a cardio thing that he's no. faded. I think he's just not comfortable with his setup. Yeah, so I'll be interested to see if this gets better. If it does get better as the year goes on here, I think back. But once I was going to say, about I this. think you can throw his name in the in the oh, title yeah. hunt I mean, he's there fourth in points. unless I- somebody really starts to step away here. But if it keeps if we keep this parody, you give him a few more rounds here and he they really yeah, f- yeah. start to figure out that bike and he figures out obviously the day program. And he was I, better I in think practice. He can be in there, yeah. He was better in practice this time around. His his fast lap was a lot closer than it was at Paula. Um kinda I just I think, yeah, give it time, go to the break, go to Redbud, and yep. then when he's got another week off or mm-hmm. two weeks to actually like really, really test. Yeah. Um yeah, man, I still think he's in it. Like I just kind of said, any of the top five dudes, I don't know who's fifth in points right now. Is it RJ? Maybe. Uh... Whoever's fifth in points, I know it goes Hunter, Deegan, Jacob, Vial. And yeah, then, RJ. Is okay, fifth. RJ. Um, any one of those five, I think, right now are are in the mix. I, I think so, too. I really do. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's going to get better, and this is to be expected, man. A lot of these tracks he's never been to, giving it time. And, hey, you know what? There's been guys that have just been better, but... If you're going to tell me that he's going to get third, second motos, and then he's going to do the same thing in the first moto and then get better, dude, it's the same thing with Deegan. It's the same thing with Jacob and Hunter. Like, he's in this title. I know that he's further back because of his first motos. But, dude, you clean up those first motos, 
Just like just like everybody else, he's still in this title hunt. He's not out of it, yeah. which is wild to say that he's 22 points back, but he's not out of it. So we know he's going to get better, and I think high point's going to be because it's a Euro track. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how well he does at high point because yeah. Jet and Hunter, their first time there, they killed it because that is a very European-style mm-hmm. track. Um, RJ goes 5-5 five, five for fifth, so consistency. Yeah. I So I, I definitely think there's a four-horse race at this point for it and i think the two that are stepping away are hunter and deegan mm. and that's because De- hunter obviously favorite deegan uh says he wants in this and is proving it week in and week out and then i think you put justin cooper again he's he's there we he knows how strange, to be at the, but he he's knows how there to be at the, at the end and of then the rj has very openly been like yeah i want to win this yeah. outdoor title too so um He's there. He's got to clean it up a little bit and get better starts. And not go off the track and almost run into a billboard. N- not die 27 times in a moto, but he's there. Dude, did there. you see him at the end of that, the end of that second moto, though, no. when he finally got around uh, Chance and, like, Deegan was the only one left to him? I'm looking at because I was looking at the lap times, and I was like, oh, man, he's got, like, four and a half, five oh, seconds. He and did then he dropped it down, down to, like, 2.1. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, he mm-hmm. just went three and a half faster. Yeah. And then I looked at the lap chart, and I was thinking, oh, man, maybe Deegan, because they didn't show. I was like, maybe Deegan made a huge mistake. No, RJ just went faster than everybody. Yes, I was like, tracking that too because I was like, "Oh, he's I was like, he's he down time? like two, yeah, yeah. He time." And then he just one, ran out one of more, time. One more lap, to be honest, he probably would have had him. He probably and that's not a knock him. on Deegan. Like RJ was just going faster than everybody. Probably would have pulled the same move like like he did on Jet. <laughs> he would have came in like a wrecking ball. Oh my god! And, and then man, the Deegan. internet would have exploded because it would have been right before the finish. I would say between a win and taking him out. <laughs> oh. oh man, that would have been a internet uh, day. Oh. No, RJ. You kind of said it. Everybody else said it. He's not going to cheat you for effort. But, man, give him another start, dude, and he might do what he did at the first moto of Paul. He just might run away from everyone. Yeah. Because he's got the speed. We know he's got the cardio. Yep. Um, I just I really want to see what he does with another start. Yeah. Yeah, I we'll think see. I think he can win it. I really think he can. He's the, we he, haven't seen the last of RJ Hampshire this year. Here's the thing I'll say about right now through three, mm-hmm. and because they're the only ones that have won motos, him, Hunter, and Deegan are the three guys that if they get starts, I'm like, yep, nope, they can definitely pull off this moto. But RJ, I believe every time he gets a start, he can win the moto. Yeah. Whereas with Hunter and Deegan, it depends on who's behind him, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, so Shimoda goes 410 for six. Unfortunate. The Unfortunate, second that second one. Do you agree with, um, with Stu, though, that he needs to get a little more gritty, a little more dirty? Yeah, because there was a like, bunch of times he could have punted Deegan yeah. in that second moto, and he's just like, nah. Uh-huh. Like, dude, where 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 is that, though? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't. He's fast, though. He's that, He's been fast because he's made moves through the pack both weekends. Yeah, and like I said. So the speed's there. He's he, got to get better starts. He sat behind Deegan way yeah, too long in that second moto. I'm like, Joe, I'm like, what are you doing, man? Yep. Um, Guillaume Ferez goes 6'8 for 7th. That was a good... He ran up front that first moto for a while. He's, he's, dude, he's the real deal. He is. He's legit. Mm-hmm. He is very, very legit. And We should... will see next year when he has to do Supercross. Yeah, too, well, I mean, as goes. far as outdoors goes, he's yes. legit. Um, that just shows you how crazy our sport is, though, because you talk about Guillaume Ferez. He clearly caught the eye of the guys with Brad Hoffman and Bobby Regan and Hendler and, and Coker to get that opportunity. But I'll just give a little back, like just a little bit of insight into Guillaume Ferez before he came over here. Uh, battled for an EMX 125 championship, went up to EMX 250. Team was average, won some races, but never really jumped off the map. Went up and did MX2, wasn't even close to a top 10 guy. 
And it's just, it's such a weird thing to think about, like the fact that this kid was never on the radar. And all of a sudden he comes over here, gets on the top team, and all of a sudden he's top 10. And I expect him to be top five the more he goes to these uh, these tracks that he hasn't been to. So it's like, dude, it's just a wild thing to think about. Because when I'm sitting there watching him latched onto the back of Vial, Mm -hmm. and I'm just thinking, if we would have went back a year ago and these two would have been racing each other over in Europe... That never, under any circumstances, would have ever been a not, scene at any point on the track. Not even in the ballpark. Guillaume would have never seen Vial in the same zip code mm-hmm. over in the GPs. So it's just it's a wild thing to think about how things can just flip flop within a year mm-hmm. when it comes to riding a dirt bike. Yep. Um, so Kitchen goes ten seven for eighth. He where did his fucking starts go? He's underwhelming, isn't he? Where did his starts yeah, go? Yeah, I know. That's that's what I'm talking about. It's like, like it's underwhelming. He's been dicking around in the pack for the last four motos. His speed's been there because if you look at his lap times, they're there. Yeah. But I'm like, and now even with the greats, you would have thought, oh dude, his supercross well, starts. Oh, they had issues with the greats, like because the greats are different. Yeah. They didn't get the new ones in it, but then they practiced all week, so it's like okay, it should have been better this week, and it was with. Cooper and Deegan, but like the rest of it's like, uh, I don't know. And I, and I solely believe his thing is just like, we've said this, it feels like we're saying this about everybody, but this is definitely a start because you look mm-hmm. at his lap times, you look at his practice laps and you're like, dude, he's top three speed. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know, man. It, but it's, it's weird. He's yeah, he's got his foot out the door there. Uh, What's it yeah. called? Yeah, there could be. And he's going to PC. Yep. It will be interesting, though, because we are going to Thunder Valley, and we saw what he did there last year. So yeah. do we see him turning around at Thunder Valley? Because that was kind of the jumping off point for him last yeah. year. So who knows? You know, coming into a track with good juju, like, you know, you beat Maybe. Jeff. You know, we'll see. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, so speaking of actually having star style, though, Jalik Swole's starts are great. Definitely knows how to make that bike a thousand feet wide. Dude, I don't know how he didn't take that kid out, though, when he went off the track. Like, first off, let's just say Hangtown. I don't have anything against you, but that hole where they can walk right there, right next to the track with no fence between them, that's sketchy. Because at first I was like, what is this kid doing? And then I noticed, like, later, like, oh, you come out of that tunnel, walk down along there and go somewhere over there or whatever. And I'm like, ooh, that's because there's no fence there. So, um, but yeah, so he goes nine eleven for ninth. That second moto was so interesting to me, man. Oh my god, He's, I I really thought him and Deegan were going to get into it. At some I did point. too. I can't believe he yanked a whole shot last week. That was. Weird. I mean, he's one hundred and fifty pounds soaking wet. Yeah, I don't so, know. I, hey, you know what, man? Kudos to him. We are super hard on Jalik Swole. When you ride like that in the second moto. It shows why people he got a shot all those years ago from Bobby Hewitt. Yeah. It's just like, dude, why can't you do... Because here's the thing. 9-11, you'd be like, that's not great. Yeah. But then you watch how he rode the second moto, and you go, dude, if you give me 9-11, but you give me that kind of ever effort every yeah. moto, I, okay. I got no problem with you. Yeah. Because if you show me that you can actually ride like that, and I don't care if it's 15 minutes, because let's be real, Jalik's not getting paid to win. We know he's ne- he's not getting paid to win. He's getting paid to be the next guy out side yep. of rj yep and ride like that bro and there's no reason to be hard on you like dude yeah. he was giving it max effort i don't care if he was riding a wide bike and holding up deegan or not that's part of the game yeah kudos to him man because i will say i know 911 is not great but i'll give you a round of applause like he rode good yesterday just ride like that every weekend and you won't get shit on i've been more impressed with him this year i and i, I have to back off because i was a little harsh on him last week now finding out that like oh he fell thought yeah. he broke his arm again and his arm was completely numb okay cool like whatever but I'll- hey man you ride hey I don't care if you get nine eleven every round from here on out but you ride like you did yesterday yeah dude that's why you're getting paid to be on a factory team just just ride like that yep um, Rider D goes eight thirteen for tenth 
he's a. That's okay. I mean, I mean we kind of talked about what's his ceiling, and yeah, didn't, didn't we kind of say seven to ten? Maybe he's getting decent starts. He's running up front. I mean, for he was there the in that second moto. Like, yeah. what was it at the one point when, like, from Hymas all the way back Four, to fourth 15, to seventh or something? Was just yeah, freight training like within five seconds. So, yeah, that was okay. Um, here's an interesting one. So Max Bolin goes eleven twelve for eleventh, and I would have thought at Hangtown, he yeah, been really good. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't either. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, we'll see. What are your thoughts here, next guy? Chance Hymas goes eighteen six for twelve. I wonder what happened that first moto. Did he crash? Uh, I think he just got a bad start. So I think it's a, dude. This is the once again, man. I feel like this is going to be the theme this year. I think it is so much of where you start. Yeah, like dude, because he, he, when he got the second when second moto, he was just solid. Yeah, the whole moto, and finally, obviously, Hayden got around him with like four laps to go or five, and then RJ got around him with like three. Um, I didn't expect him to do that well that quickly. I thought he'd be building and building, and then by the yeah. halfway point, like okay, this is when we start getting closer to the top five, but not consistently. I mean. Chance is just one of those guys that, like, he's not going to wow you with anything. He's just he's just there. Mm-hmm. He's just solid. Like, you know, Weimer trained him. He rides a lot of Kennard when he rides. I know he works with Kennard, obviously Kennard's relationship with Honda. Um, I think this is just kind of who Hymas could be his entire career. Yeah. I don't know if he's ever going to be battling for wins and to- titles. I don't know. I mean, if he gets two starts, he can run up there, I guess, because he did it, obviously, did the second motor yesterday. The hot motor, the track's worse, yeah. and he gets a six, so... I don't know, man. It's just it's interesting because it's like, like you said, the whole thing, and I've said too, the whole thing's just start dependent. So yeah, yeah. it's really weird. Uh, Carson Mumford goes fifteen nine for thirteen, and this is what I'm talking. This this is what we're talking about with the start. First moto obviously didn't get a start, gets fifteenth. Second moto get must have got some sort of start is ninth. So and he's on that team to round out the year, right? Because now I believe he's on out. the team the whole outdoor season. It was way up in the air, but the last thing I heard was the entire outdoor season. Because they're so. saying Fortner for the last three rounds, and okay. Seth is looking to come back. He's going to try for high point because that's his home race, but they're saying more than likely it's Redbud. Hmm. So, um, all right, uh, Jordan Smith, twelve seventeen for fourteen, crashed again. He was part of that fucking yeah, like, dude. I <laughs> there are so many guys that you look at them and you go, you look at their second motos, and you're like, man, these guys could be better, but it's just. He's he's a guy too that's like he yanks a start he probably can win a moto oh for sure but it's like if you give him the confidence yeah if you give him the confidence of what it's like to be out front in a moto outdoors because mm-hmm. it's been forever I think you'd have to go back to his Geico days since he last led a moto outdoors 2018 yeah you definitely could be like holy shit but he's just got to get a start man and yeah. now that all these bikes are so competitive it's just it's gonna be tough. Yep. Uh, Dylan Schwartz, 1914 for 15. Better than he did at Paula. Yeah. Um, Jer- Jeremy Martin, 13 All DNS. Right. Broken arm. How, how does he have an arm? First off, how is he sitting on the mule and the arm wasn't just like... Because he's a fucking Because, psychopath. dude, you watch that replay and I'm like, oh, God, it just broke so, his arm in half. And I'll tell you what, it was it was bad. Because did you see that Alpine Stars guy in the replay? He was he was moving. It was, so, it was bad. Oh, that's it, right? That's done. That's a career. It Jamar's has out. to be. He's dude. done. He's not like, coming just, back. He's like, done. like just, just call it, man. Because I don't know if you probably heard and seen all the shit that I've had, but right now he is very, he was very unhappy with how oh, things yeah. were going. Like he even made the comment, "We had to come to Jesus." But apparently, there was some comments that he made after Paula, and he goes, "He wasn't. This pumped. is bullshit." Yeah, like he was not, not happy. He's not happy with himself. He wasn't happy with himself. He wasn't happy with the bike. Mm-hmm. He wasn't pointing fingers at everybody. He was taking the blame, but he's just he was not happy. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of the titles gone already. If that 
If that arm is as bad as it looked, which it's pretty obvious to me that it was. Look, that arm looked like it went like this. Well, dude, and when that <laughs> thing, when it when it got hit and then it flattened out, I'm like... Yeah, when I saw it start to bend the wrong, I was like, oh my god, I can't watch it. Oh, that just... Like I said, I don't know how it wasn't hanging... When he was sitting on that mule, he's there. done. He's he, that, yeah. I think that's a career for him. I think he's going to call it. It will not shock me if he's retired. My thing is, is like, dude, yeah, you're thirty something years old. You've won two he's titles. Th- he's thirty this year. Like, dude, like you just gotta, you just gotta call it, call god, it, man. It before so while you while you still can call it and continue doing. Go be like stuff. your brother. Go be like your brother. Yeah. Man. Go be like your brother. Like it just so. it seriously sucks to think that Jeremy Martin's career is going to end. With a broken arm mm-hmm. in the second round of the Nationals. Yep. Uh, Michael Moseman goes 14 DNS for so 17. He's hurt, but what's the story on him? Has anybody got any update about what he did? Well, no that's idea. it, too. Nothing. I've... See you, Michael Moseman. That's it. Uh, yeah, I don't see him. After come... all the talks we've had about with him going on, and now yeah. he's done. Because uh, I haven't heard anything. He's no, done. No he one's talking grimacing. about He was grimacing me. when he yeah. was walking off. Uh, you think they push Pierce Brown to come back now, too? Because Caden Braswell has been okay, but... But that team is not. I don't know. Pumped right now. I don't know. I would not be shocked if Pierce Brown starts to get a little birdie in his ear and be like, "Hey, man, you good to go? You good to go?" I don't know. When Caden Braswell is your nut only guy mm-hmm. riding out there, after how well your season has gone in the mm-hmm. last two years, yeah, I feel like there's going to be some pressure on Pierce Brown to come back. Maybe. Um, uh, Talon Hawkins goes twenty-one fifteen for eighteenth. Can I be honest? I kind of forgot he's even been there. <laughs> is that a dick thing to say? Or is that I, I just honest? I didn't because I picked him for fantasy. Because um, I thought with the heat being from Florida, is that like stuff, a rude thing to say, or is like is just nah? Because he, he hasn't he hasn't yanked a start in any of these. To but like I don't even be know relevant if he can though. There. I don't know if can, can he either. be relevant. Like because dude, he's not been on the radar well, at all. I mean, let's face it. Okay, to be honest, all of the top twenty could completely invert, and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you told me that Ryder D yanked a hole and he led for 20 minutes, I'd be like, yeah, probably yeah, at some happened. point. Yeah, and Talon Hawkins was second because yeah. he was second off the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Yep. Um, it's like, how wide can you make your bike? Yeah. Caden Braswell, 27-16 for 19. He's just, dude, if he's putting it in the top 20, I think it's a win for him. Like, I think so, He's too. not been a kid his entire life that I don't care if he won the Nikki Hayden Horizon Award. Nobody expects this kid to win. No. Nobody expects him to be top five. No. Uh, March Banks, 16-30 for 20th. Cooksey apparently is going to find out why in the hell he's on a 250. Yeah, that's weird. Like, why the fuck are you riding? I made a comment about that last week of like, oh, sorry, we thought he was yeah, riding 450. Like why why are all... you riding of actually, all the years? Actually, I heard he lost a bunch of weight. I don't care, dude. With a depleted 450 field, he would yeah. be like the sixth place guy right now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so now we're outside the top 20. So Jet Reynolds, let's talk about Jet for a second. Jet Reynolds goes 1735 for 22nd. Very impressive. I'm, I'm actually impressed with so him. So am I. Uh, my my eyebrows are raised because I literally thought we were going to talk about a guy go a, a factory PC guy going like twenty five twenty five for the first five rounds and then getting hurt and being done. So and the, he was dude, he was good until he made that mistake coming down say, the hill in the first mode. I know it was fa- only so many laps. That w- was that a little scary to you too because like he yeah dude, anybody coming third down gear that, wide open coming down the hill yeah and anybody coming down that left side coming up the hill he crashes like that like he oh I was dude I, we honestly, got a Cooper Webb but head on. Honestly, and this is really dark, but I was waiting because of the angle we were looking at from the back yeah. side for him. I was totally waiting to see a dude just come out of the picture and smoke him in the yeah, side of the head. I was, I was like, oh, please, God, no. Get mm-hmm. him off the track. I know it was only for like a split second, but I'm just thinking, dude, you're going to get smoked in the head. Yeah, that was that was a bad, bad situation. Very, 
I'm impressed. I'm impressed. His starts are decent, and, and he like proved he, that he's top 15 speed. Yeah, without he runs a up problem. there. Um, but now we have to kind of level it off and be critical. Now we're getting out of California, though. Yeah, so we'll see. So I'm not saying this is going to happen, but he could go to Thunder Valley this weekend and go 2020, and it'd be like, well, that's kind Look, of the if he guy. Look, if he gets points every round, I yeah. think it's a win for him. Well, it's a win for him, but it's not a win for Mitch Payton. Well, no. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we're yeah. out of California now. We're away from two tracks that he knows. Now we're going to really see. And, hey, man, if he goes 15-15, I'll be like, you know what? Better than what we thought. Yeah. Because I was really thinking this kid was going to be fucking around outside the top 20. 20 to 25, to be yeah. honest with you. Like, so, geez. Um, anybody else you want to talk about? Derek Kelly was 23rd with a 24-29 or yeah, 24-19 on the day, yeah. but he's struggling with bike setup. Well, yeah, I was just about to say that he was not super pumped at Paula. Yeah, he's got, he said he went through six sets of forks and four different shocks this week. And I also think, I don't think it's as bad, but I think Varese is kind of dealing with the Probably. same thing. They're kind of just not super pumped. So I yeah. kind of look for him when they get a setting to be a little bit closer to the top 15. Same yep. thing for Varese. I mean, Varese is good outdoors. Um, yeah, I mean, this class is just wide open, dude. This class, like is, I said, you could invert the top twenty, and I would not blink an eye. It's it's super wide open. Um, yeah, I don't. I expect a lot of the same shit we've seen through four motos for the rest of the. Because that's the crazy thing, man. I don't see anybody really pulling away at any point. Because mm-hmm. like, if you tell me, if you just had a crystal ball and you tell me we go to Thunder Valley, and you tell me that. Max Bowen wins the first moto and Levi Kitchen wins the second moto. I'd go, yeah, okay. totally. Yep. Sure. Like, and Hunter's still the points leader. And now all of a sudden, RJ's second in the points, Deegan's third. And I'm like, yeah, no, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can totally see that. Like, I, I just, I don't remember a time where, I mean, the 250 class is always crazy. Let's be real. Even in yeah. the last two years when Jed has been quote unquote dominating, it's yeah. still, like, you never know. You yeah. never knew last year. Like, outside of Jet ripping a hole, you'd be like, yeah, Joe could win, Jay Coop could win, but Jet's going to win the second moto, or Jet's going to win the first moto, and then something's going to happen in the second moto. It's always wild. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember a time where it's been 15 deep. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, we can go to High Point in two weeks, and Jaleek Swole could do what he did however many years ago and win the fucking first moto and almost mm-hmm. win the overall. And I'd be like, it's 2023 in the 250 class. Yep. But I also don't remember a time where the 450 class has been this uninteresting outside of five guys. Yeah. Like, this is not a knock on the privateers. We are about the privateers on the show. I love seeing all these dudes getting a chance. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember a time outside of 2008 where Jer- a guy like Jerry Robin, and this is not a <laughs> knock on Jerry, you're just the first name. He's running in my head, seventh. He's running seventh and maybe could get a top five at some point this season. Yeah. So. Interesting. Um, Jet's going to go 1-1 at Thunder Valley. Uh, let's, well, I don't know. He hasn't had the best luck at Thunder Valley. Maybe if there's going to be any track that he doesn't win, it could be Thunder Valley, but more than likely he's going to go 1-1. Um, does, two, Bill, does Blake Baggett show up, pass him on the outside? No, nah, he's too busy. <laughs> too busy doing Stasic raises with the kid. <laughs> uh, Blake Baggett, kind of missed talking about you, man. El Chupacabra, uh, 250 class. I know that picking a prediction is going to make us look I'm out. stupid. I don't, wanna, I don't even want to speculate because I don't even have a clue. I'll, I mean, th- Deegan won a fucking moto. Then I'll speculate for you. I think that I think Joe turns it around and wins the first moto. Okay. And then the second moto, fucking, I don't know. 
Okay, great. Good good, good I, content. Uh, great. The only thing I can guarantee is we're going to be talking about Hayden Deegan in the same spot next week <laughs> yeah. for something. All right, so your 250 Race Recap brought to you by Adept Creative Co. All your graphics needs. Links in the description down below. Okay, a few things to wrap up here. Um, let's do a TLR tinfoil hat segment here. Oh, boy. Did, um, did you see the whole video of Dax and Bennett signing his star contract? No. So that video was interesting. Somebody sent it to me, hmm. like somebody random. And was like it's like old VHS footage where somebody no 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 it was the actual video like Benick had it posted on a story or something ah, okay. um but it was the actual video and it was like the way Bobby Regan talked was so Daxton was paying for his ride and then did good enough that now he's got a contract but and that's what the kid said he's like was Daxton paying for his ride I'm like it's been speculated that he was on a tryout contract yeah. now we all thought he got that because of his old Deegan connection but who really knows. Um, but man, the way, the way Bobby Regan spoke in that video, which was super interesting was like, he paid to be there, which, okay. But I mean, we know that that's, we know pay thing. to play it's, is a huge it's thing. It's always happens. But it's super interesting. Cause you don't usually say the quiet part out loud like that. So that was, well, an and, if interesting you, and if you thing. do, you don't ever usually hear it on, you don't ever see it on video or hear it out of the owner's yeah. mouth themselves. But I don't think, I think honestly at this point, Bobby Regan doesn't give a shit about anybody. I think he just is kind of like, well, you know, it is what it is. And I have the best team. And what are you guys going to do about it? Yeah. So look, if y'all want to line up and pay some money, you can ride a star Yamaha. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's only going to cost you a couple hundred thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. But Dak's parents have money, and that doesn't surprise me and whatever. Um, that team is just, it's its very weird to me, that team, because, okay, so you look at what that team lineup's going to be next year, and this is not going in order of who I think is number one and who I think is last. But this is the this is the lineup you're going to have. Now, Max Volan, still super Blows weird. Blows my mind. Weird. Uh, Hayden Deegan. Nate Thrasher. Guillaume Ferez, Dax Benick, Nick Romano. <laughs> it is wild to me that you look at that team of those guys, those names that I just lined, just said, and you go, that's the strongest team in the pits next year. Mm -hmm. Like, outside of PC having, well, no, it's just going to be Seth and Fortner and then Ryder D. Matt. Yeah, no, the star is the strongest team next year. Like, I look at them and I go, all those dudes are super accomplished. But it's like, none of them have won a championship. There isn't going to be anybody that's won a 250 title, God. I don't think, next year riding, like, which is going to be weird. It's just, that is, that is There's a... There's going to be a huge black hole in the 250 class. Well, that's great, though, go. because the parody is going to be through the freaking roof. It is. It is. I mean... Here, here's a crazy thing too. Is we just talked, we talked about at the beginning of the Supercross before Supercross, and we go, ah, stars on a kind of a downward spiral. But then you look at how the year went, how the year's going, and you go, Deegan and Nate Thrasher are going to be title contenders next year. They're going to be guys that you're going to look and go, yep, nope, those dudes definitely can win titles next year. That's fucking wild to me. Yeah. And I'm obviously a Nate Thrasher guy, but at no point have I ever thought that, like, yeah, Nate's going to be one of the five guys that's going to mm -hmm. be battling for a title next year. Dude, Star's going to have two guys that you're going to go, yep, both of their guys could win titles. Yep. So. Um, all right. So that's our TLR tinfoil hat there. Uh, let's do Holster Code Reload Rant. Can we talk about these fucking post-race sound tests? Like, why the fuck are we doing a fucking sound oh, test? God, I love sound after, tests. After the fucking motos. 
Yeah, it's great. We're not Formula One. We're doing a weigh-in at the weigh-in bridge before you go in, you know, par for May. Like, I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing? First off, you pick, like, a super hot national. You couldn't have done it last week at Paulo when it's, like, 70, and it's like, okay, cool. No, you pick a fucking one where it's 95 degrees, and you're going to make the guys walk over to the... Po- like, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in my so- life. The sound test thing is weird, man, and I also... I go back to the days of Arena Cross where, like, our sound test decibel, and I don't know what it is these days, but, like, we were, we were at 110, and there's no way... It's not 100. To ten anymore. There's no fucking way. I just I, used to stuff shit in the airbox. Yeah, I give AMA props because they are trying to crack down on stretching the rules. I don't know if you've heard. So they've got uh shoot, what was the guy's name? He used to work for JGR. There he used to be the motor guy, Dean Baker. Yes, uh, they've brought him in to He's check to, bring to in. check different yeah to check different stuff. Um, they also had a tool that they borrowed. Maybe it was from JGR. I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Sometime in the last month here. Uh, that they could run over frames and swing arms to check thickness of metal. It's good. Because we all know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, so I give the AMA credit for their trying to cut down on this stuff here because for a long time it's been wide open. We've all talked about it. Um, but do can we just do sound tests like after practice like normal and not make these guys after a 30-minute moto? How about we just make it where to the point that we go like the GPs and we actually have true works bikes and just... You know, make it fair. I'll just be real honest. Outdoors, I don't give a shit about sound tests. To be honest with you, I just, I just said Supercross is a different animal because of being in the building. But I just outdoors, think, with, I just think with all this bullshit with like everybody, how would just we be like the GPS and we just let these guys out on actual works bikes instead of doing production bikes? Yeah, it's fucking stupid. I would like, really. Why? Why? What is? Who gives a shit? We're at the professional level, and I know that there has to be a little bit of like. We got to narrow the group, but mm-hmm. let's be real. This isn't Formula One where like it's Red Bull and then it's everybody else. All these teams have close to the same amount of money. Yeah, they all have the same great minds working for them. Who gives a shit? Like we know that there's no privateer that's ever going to win a 250 or 450 moto outdoors at least. Supercross, mm-hmm. some wild shit could happen, but outdoors it's never going to happen. So we're not trying to close up the gap because I'm sorry, guys, the gap's never going to be close. Yeah. So all right, uh, holster code reload rant. Did you, uh, did you uh, see the press release uh, about uh, Benny Bloss signing with Beta? Uh, that was my next thing to talk <laughs> here. So Beta is coming, which is weird. After because like four years. I was going to say, so we've heard they were. And then and they've had a GP team for the last two years. And then I heard it really, it wasn't going to be a thing. And then all of a sudden it comes out, yeah, we signed Benny for 2024. Yeah, Which in all reality, and no offense to Benny, but that's the kind of guy they can get because I haven't heard great things about that bike from the GPs. No, the bike's terrible. I mean, Van Horbeck only did well on it last year because it's Jeremy Van Horbeck. Ben Watson has had a shit year. And mm-hmm. Alessandro Lupino is just dicking around in the Italian championship. So, like, I don't – the bike, dude, it's it's not great. I've heard it's it's heavy. It's like a – it's like – there's a lot of people that said it's like riding an old generation four-stroke. Yeah. It's just fucking – it's, it's heavy. It, it's top-heavy. It's sluggish. It's just weird to ride. The ergonomics of it are off, especially when you start getting into the really choppy shit where it's like square edge after square edge, cupped out, rut, so on and so forth. Then you're into it. It's just it feels weird. Um, and and uh, all people, too, Benny, a guy, a guy, too, and this is weird to say because it's not something we normally talk about with riding dirt bikes. The stature of a guy like Benny, and you're going to put it on a bike that's like – no proven like to set the bike up but that's benny's like you gotta think about it though that's probably about the best guy they could get for that and benny had a really great supercross season until he got hurt the best ever he finally made it through until the last couple rounds um yeah it's also weird too because i think it was um 
Carlin Gardner. Remember mm-hmm. Carlin Gardner? He's yeah. been like the off-road manager of that team hmm. since they brought a team together over here in the States. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to go well. I don't see it's that going well. It's not no. going to go well. I don't, I don't see that. I'll be surprised if it does, but... I mean, it's another team. Hopefully, Benny's you know? getting paid. And then we're going to... Uh, I assume At least he's his get, dad's not paying money for it. Yeah, him. I assume <laughs> he's going to get paid. Yeah, I assume it's going to get paid. He's got to be getting paid. It's a factory yeah, ride. It's going to get paid. Um, I don't know how much. It's probably going to yeah. be like JGR used to be, where it's performance-based, which Maybe. I don't really know how you can negotiate that contract for a guy like Benny, but whatever. Yeah. Good for him. Like He's on a factory bike. It's another team giving guys rides. Mm-hmm. Um, since we're kind of winding this down, I'm going to kind of jump around because I only have a few more things to talk about. I, well, I got one more thing oh, okay. here What's I want to talk about. Uh, WSX announced their Singapore round. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go with Kenny's contract being leaked. Oh, no, I haven't seen this, was oh, it? Oh, six and a half million over three years. So two, and a, so two million bucks a year. Okay. No, 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 no. Progressively more as the season goes. Dude, he's looking at three and a half million for the third oh, year. Oh, so you're talking like a mil. And then it goes up as the contract goes on. From WSX. Yeah. Three and a half million dollars to ride for the third year. Ten races. <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like, Ooh, no me? fucking way. Hey. Well, you know what? They're going to burn through that $50 million real quick if they're just throwing around money like it's water. I mean, they need it, though. They yeah. need a guy. They do. Because, so. I mean, we have, we've seen the, the lineup. And yeah. Outside of him, Joey, Justin Hill, and Dean Wilson, it's not spectacular. Yeah, and they need a guy <laughs> to legitimize it somewhat. Yeah, so. and I mean, he's a perfect guy to do it. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, and we didn't really talk about this. We kind of talked about it on the preview show, um, but I didn't really go deep dive into it because it was pointless because he wasn't racing and we knew it, and then obviously I wasn't here for Paula. Glad Kenny's still in the sport. He's great for the sport. I've always loved Kenny. One of the most naturally talented dudes to ever throw a leg over a dirt bike in any discipline. The only thing I hate about all this is the fact that he teased, oh, I want to ride outdoors. I want to cha- win a championship. Dude, we know that you're doing this for the money. Just come out and say it. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to think, nobody's going to bat an eye the fact if you come out and say, this is about the money. Because he he didn't double, he like, he changed his wording because he was doing all those interviews. Yeah, I want to win outdoors. I want to win outdoors. And then he made, I don't know who he was talking to. I think it was Michael Lindsay. Maybe mm-hmm. been somebody else. He goes, well, yeah, well, but only riding Supercross will lengthen my career. Dude, stop, stop. You, that's bullshit and you know it. Like I don't know. I don't have a problem. With Everybody him. talks about it. What about how about how not riding outdoors will make your no, career no. go longer? That's not what I'm arguing. What I'm arguing is is don't make a comment that you want to win the outdoor title and oh. then a month later come back and say, oh no, but it's about lengthening my career. I'll be real honest. I didn't think he was going to ride outdoors from the start. I was very shocked when he said it. That's what because I mean. Because we all know he went to HEP so he could ride yeah, worlds. And that's so. what I mean. Don't don't make a comment like that because I know that we in this sport like to gloss over things, but it kind of makes him look like a jackass because we all know why he's doing what he's doing. If he never would have made the comment, I wouldn't be saying any of this, but don't come out and say to a bunch of different people, yeah, yeah I want to win the outdoor title when we all know you're not riding outdoors. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, I, I didn't really have any thoughts of him actually riding outdoors. To I just think I just think so. it was ridiculous. It's it's all about, dude, if it's for the money, like just say it. It's all, mm-hmm. Nobody's going to... That's the whole point of making a career out of something is for the money. Just yeah. say it. It's for the money. Um... But yeah, when I saw that contract, I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. That's so. that actually might be the single most amount of money anybody's been paid just to ride. Like we all know Stu mm-hmm. back in the day, and, and Chad and Ricky. 
but they were making money off of their contract bonuses and other, which they they were making way more than three and a half million dollars a year. Well, not Ricky. Well, because Ricky was just like, I'm going to win the title anyway, yeah. so just pay it all. Yeah, but we all know Stu. Some of his numbers were ungodly. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the most amount of money that somebody's just been paid and paid from one single entity. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, better hope he wins that championship. We'll see. We'll uh, see. Hey, look, man. Even if he lines up for one round, it's a better better money spent than Davy Coombs to pay uh, Eli to How? not ride at all. Yeah, I don't know shit. I'm just kidding. I don't know if that check cleared or not. It probably didn't clear. Let's be real. That's I'm not sure if it was sent until it was. Yeah, probably anyway. not. It was just like good faith, right? Yeah. <laughs> Handshake deal. Handshake deal. <laughs> Fucker. Um, we're coming up on that first round being in Rudbud, so that's crazy that we're already going to Yeah, be we got a few weeks here. Um. Hurlings went 1-1 today. Don't ruin it for me. I haven't watched it yet. Oh. <laughs> I saw he won the qualifying race. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't uh, surprise me, though. They were at, they were at what's they it called? They still keep... Oh, yeah. Keegums. Yeah. They yeah. still keep shoving it down people's throat, though, that he's he's thinking about it, and now it keeps getting saying, oh, it still might happen. That uh, he's coming here? At least for one race. Oh, this year? Yeah, oh. for one race. I was like, he's coming. Oh, yeah. No, no. For Before one race. Before the career's over. Yeah, he's yeah. Coming. For sure. He's already made that comment that yes. it's happening, whether they like it or not. Uh, I have been hearing, and I heard this rumor um, before the season started. This is way back at Supercross because of the way their break lines up uh, for their summer break. Um, sounds like there's actually some guys, like top guys, that are trying to come over for Southwick. That'd be cool. So uh, that'll be interesting if that actually surfaces because our 450 class needs some depth. Yeah, that'd be super cool if it happens. Uh, so. That'd be great, though, to see Hurlings come over for Southwick. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I would too. So, all right, anything else? Um, no, it's. I mean, I, I just I go into these races every weekend, and like the two fifty class is like, well, all right, who's gonna win today? And then yeah. you go on the four fifty class, now the chase is out, and you're like, all right, who's gonna get second? Do today? I really want to watch AP Cooper and <laughs> Dylan ride for thirty five minutes? Thunder Valley. Yeah. No, like I said, now that we're away from. The yeah. shit California tracks. There's going to be some more battling going on. I mean, dude, they... Look, it was a battle. I mean, they were freight training the mm-hmm. whole time. It's just that there was not a lot of place to pass. Yeah. So, all right. Well, this has been episode 240. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Again, make sure to comment down below. Especially those Deegans. Yeah. Those Deegan there's new uh, new t-shirts in the description down below there for our, our Ka- Kawasaki-inspired uh, outdoor series shirts in both black and white. So you can check those out. We'll be getting those soon. I got to order them, but we'll be getting them. Um. Yeah. The look out for the Deegan Danger Zone merch coming soon. And uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks to our Thank sponsors: you. Complete Racing Solutions, TLR Coatings, Holster Co, Gutter Works, Adept Creative Co, Isaac Nelson Designs, and Edgewood Farms. We'll be back next week to uh, wrap up Thunder Valley. You're gonna be here. Oh yeah. Okay. We'll be back to wrap up Thunder Valley. I guess we're gonna call Kevin get the breaking news that's happening with him this week. Talk about talk about Hayden Deegan some more. Talk about Hayden Deegan some more. Like I said, and, I know you guys uh, love it. And yeah, man, talk about the race. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you next week.